This episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming. Today is the 1st of March 2016, and this is The Gap, episode 311. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gore is here. Hello! And Mr. Jeremy Junglis Ray. Oh, hi there. How's everyone going this week? Leo got his award, are we all excited? Oh, it's excited. I was pretty happy. I was watching it and I cheered. Yeah? It was a great speech. Was it? I haven't watched it. They didn't even dare cut him off. No, they didn't. The music didn't start playing. No, everybody else... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> fucking right like even best director he was getting yeah. played off and and like they had their like political issues that they wanted to talk about and it didn't matter like they still got played off <laughs> and uh but leo brought up his issue and he did not get played off um yeah morricone didn't get played off either but he had a translator uh, yeah. Uh, yeah but I mean, he's fairly short like considering who morricone or yeah yeah yeah, considering he's you know been in the industry for four times as long as Leonardo, and uh, it's his first fucking award as well, despite being the guy who's made the most iconic fucking film soundtrack of all time. Which one's that? Yeah, uh, Sea Gold. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, half his time was just walking to the stage. <laughs> it was, yeah, it took a while. Uh, but that's that was that was my favorite bit. Like I didn't actually watch Leo's, so I don't know if it was super magical or whatever. I sort of expected he'd win, but uh, yeah. I did watch Morricone. I thought that was really awesome, and he deserved it for um, the hateful eight. That the score in that movie is awesome. Yeah, it's great. It was great. I actually, I mean, I half expected John Williams to win, but um, nah. I was like figuring out where to stream it. I was like, where the hell can I stream this thing? And I was going to different sites and it was geo-blocked. And then I found out you can do it on Channel 9. So I go to like 9MSN. I'm like, where do you stream? Uh, and then I'm like, oh, you're supposed to turn on the TV. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah, it's so, nice. I Yeah, I guess it's connected to something. Sure, whatever. Um, it's connected to my Xbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, uh, I don't even have my Xbox. I still don't have my Xbox. I need to get that back. Um, but let's talk about some games. <laughs> let's okay. talk about fantasy basketball. Boom, straight into sports. Oh, my God. That I am incredible. A second ago. Does the world even know how incredible I am? I don't think they do. Last week, I was guaranteed to drop out of the playoffs. This week, this week just passed. Ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, you have no idea I demolished. It was like we realized there's something out of a fucking fairy tale. There's something out of a Disney movie, right? Like it was straight out of a Disney movie. Every It all hinged on this one moment. We couldn't possibly make the playoffs. And then, by gosh, we went for it. We made it. We went through and with flying colors, we just 
destroyed our opponents, who was uh, Rod Ringer we put in to uh, fill the numbers. Uh, I demolished him. I almost went 8-1 and one to smash him. I was telling you guys last week that I just needed to beat a three-game spread. Mm-hmm. I won by 10 games. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I de- I'm, I'm, I'm just... I've changed my name. I was the Los Angeles Lakers to uh, rep, like you saw a mirror how shit my team was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, unfortunately, I've had to change it to Goat Simulator 2016 because I am the greatest of all time. <laughs> we will see. Uh, <laughs> naturally, barely scraping into the playoffs means I am playing the team that is at the top of our ladder. <laughs> And we're currently tied after one day. One day of action, we're tied. Yeah, that's not... You can't do that. <laughs> um, you need to win. I know. I know I need to win. I know this. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to determine that. Uh, I do have three more games than him over the course of the week. Oh, of course you do. And I will be uh, I will be managing the fuck out of that to make sure I have as many games as possible yeah. to beat him because I've got... Half my team is trash, so I can stream them in and out. Uh, so I will maximize how many games I, I win. I'm guaranteed to win free throws. That's a given. Um, like Even if I wasn't already currently sitting at 90%, which is ludicrous, um, he, his team is so bad at, at free throws that uh, I, I think I'd have to actively try to be like to lose free throws to him. And percentages are usually my, my throwaway cats i'm usually just terrible percentages but luckily um i don't have to worry about that this week so uh yeah i just have to win free throws three uh three pointers steals blocks and uh turnovers and i'll have won the week nice it's possible that's sure it's not plausible but it's possible (laughs) we'll see And, and if i learned anything last week from last week right it's that i should chase the impossible I should, the possible, to borrow a word from Barney. If I do win against Alex, uh, I win. I win the entire thing. Uh, I don't know, man. So I did the, I I put the stats together today, um, because I do them every Tuesday. Uh, and you did, you actually had a really good week for the first time in, I think, ever. (laughs) I think you came second. Um, behind Alex. Well, shit <laughs> yeah he's he's pretty much been in the top three every week for a long time that's just gonna make my glorious victory even more epic the pro- if i beat him right nobody can stop me nobody can stop me they I'll- can because you've only you only had a really good week last week and that was it and, and then now- maybe and maybe a second week but for you to continue that will be quite hard no if i if i win against alex right you lot should, by default, just lay down your swords in front of me <laughs> and accept that I'm the fucking king. That's how I feel about this, okay? That's how important my victory will be to our league. Because that's how grand an effort to come from ninth to win it all. I mean, it's it's a fairy tale. You guys have to make the fairy tale happen. We need a quack. <laughs> we, like, fucking Vince McMahon would make it happen. So, 
that's what I think anyway. Yeah. Yep. I managed to jump up a um a place, which I was quite surprised about. Right. Um, but it didn't really change anything. No, it did because I was supposed to play Paul, um, who I just played that week and, and won five four. Uh, and I was like, oh sweet, well I'm playing him again next week. I might I might have a chance. Uh, right. Because it was supposed to be three versus uh, six. Six, yep. And, and because Rod got smashed so hard by you. Yeah. Um, by who? By me. Oh, yeah. w- was it you? Yeah. 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 He, he only dropped like one point. So I jumped up to, I jumped up that spot. So I went in a fifth and then he dropped down a six. I was like, oh shit, I didn't, that's not good. So now I'm playing Drew um, and he's going to fucking smash me. Did you see how many points he got today? It is fucking crazy. I don't know what I'm yeah. supposed to do against that. I, I don't know what anyone's supposed to do against that. That he I I think he's actually cheating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he that, did. That amount he scored in a single day he scored 194 points. And for some frame reference for people watching uh, listening at home, uh, the greatest of all time simulator twenty sixteen, my team, we managed a mere eighty four points. Uh, he scored 110 points more than me. Yeah, he scored nearly double more than everybody. Like, the next yeah. closest is 106, 106 today. Yeah. That's not... Like, I have no chance at all catching up. I, maybe I do. Not in points. Um, not in steals. Uh, not in rebounds. Nothing. I've had a look. Nothing. <laughs> I can't. I can free throws. That's what I'm doing well at at the moment. Because you're currently 100%. Did you shoot one of them or something? No, I shot 15 today. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's good. Um, so I had a look. He's got more games than me, so I'm gonna have to do. I have to pull the Job card out or something. Um, I don't know. I'll see. I, I think. I think he's got me. I'm just by looking at the days and what's going on. I, I think. Uh, I don't think I can come back by this one. Damn. So, anyway, I, I thought I'd have a chance with with against Paul. Um, yep. But yeah, this is unfortunate. <laughs> it's really bad. Bad yeah. way to start the week on day one. On day Holy one, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, and and for reference, this is going over two weeks, a two week period instead of uh, a one week head to head match. So um, these scores will be quite large, I think, by the end. Well, I guess we'll learn a bit from it. We'll see what happens. True. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway, that's fantasy basketball. My uh, hopes. My hopes are that we don't get smashed by Alex and end up as a story on Kotaku or something like that. That's that is the nightmare. <laughs> yeah. If anything happened, if anything should happen, it's when I beat Alex. He should write a story about being beaten by the greatest fucking fantasy basketball player of all time. <laughs> yep, that like, should be a requirement. Like, if you brag through a story or through Twitter or whatever, the amount of times that you brag about winning, the next time you lose, you should do the same amount of posts. <laughs> there hasn't been as much shit talking <coughs> this year. No, I've been trying to start some. But. <laughs> With that requirement, Serrells will have to go back and do about 10 Twitter posts about losing to me in FIFA. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he'll have to do a lot of posts about I think 10 isn't even enough. Yeah. Uh, and he finds a way to work that into the, the oddest of things. He's He'll have to work in it into a couple of articles as well because I'm certain I've read about yeah. it in <laughs> articles. So he'll have to awkward, awkwardly reference... That time he lost to you at FIFA. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, EA Sports games and oh. keeping on the sports concept, I Do played it. UFC 2 today. 
and I interviewed the creative director Brian Hayes. And That's I checked, and I checked, and uh, I still have the lowest score on Metacritic for uh, um, UFC one. Did he remember you? Uh, he remembered me from such uh, meetings as when we met at Gamescom and when we met at EA's offices, and that was all the confirmation I needed to know that uh, he knew who I was. He knew what I'd done. Uh, so we talked about, you know, stamina management. And I basically went through a laundry list of my problems with the first game. And, uh, yeah, so I played the new game. And I am concerned. Surprise. Uh, stamina management is still in an interesting position where... Uh, you know, like the way I see it, right? The way I see it, they should use stamina management the way that Dark Souls does, basically. Where if you piss away all your stamina, like R1 spamming, then you get cripplingly punished when you get hit or like try to block. Uh, but instead, what happens is uh, you just move a lot slower. And so. Basically, the fights I was doing, like, I don't know. It seemed really hard to KO people for some reason. As um, when I was playing against uh, Barley, as uh, I was Mark Hunt and he was Frank Mir. We were replicating the uh, upcoming Brisbane match. Uh, I found Mark Hunt's range very quickly. And then I proceeded to uh, kick Frank Mir in his face I think I think it was about we were like we started counting at the second round and then in the second round I kicked him in the face 28 times and these are Mark Hunt kicks and Frank Mir's got a chin but uh, I mean you're still getting kicked in the face by you know uh, you know a hundred and something kilo yeah <laughs> guy 260 pound uh Smolen, who just has no fucking time for this shit. Uh, and so, yeah. 20 kilos, according to Wikipedia. That's the max max weight they're allowed to be. So, uh, he's probably more than that. Like, they have to cut to the max weight. And then when they go into the ring, they are, they've had two days to get all their weight back. So, yeah. He's probably closer to 130-ish. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm just basically teeing off on Frank Mir's face, still went to three rounds uh, and Frank Mir somehow knocked me out. But, um, yeah, all, all Steve would do was uh, he'd just sort of load up on the heavy, the, like, modified heavy kicks, and he'd just, like, wade in and kick, 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 kick as many times as he could, and then he'd just very slowly back away. Uh, while I kicked, I teed off on him because mm-hmm. um, his stamina was depleted. He should be getting punished. He should get like super punished for that shit. I don't know why they don't do that, but they don't. Um, the other thing that made me concerned was that they've uh, really revamped the um, the ground game this this time. They've paid a lot of attention to it and they've really revamped it. But you can still get straight back up from full mount so 
Uh, that's a bit odd. I don't know. You're not supposed to be able to do that, except like once someone's in full mount, it's very difficult to get them off you. Like that was my entire like problem last time. Is that yeah? It's like a huge fucking issue if someone gets into full mount. They're basically it's a, for people at home who have no idea what the fuck I'm on about. Um, full mount is when uh, one fighter is sitting on the other fighter's chest punching them in the face there's like very little they can do the other i couldn't get into the crucifix mounts but that's the other one where there's very little that they can do that like to get out of full mounts you either have to push them back so that you can get your knees out and get basically into a rubber guard and then it's a fall or side guard roll to the side and give up your back uh, which isn't something that people tend to want to do, but they'll do it if they're getting punched in the face by a dude who's sitting on their chest. Uh, or you try to scoot underneath them, which is sometimes possible uh, if they're postured up too high on, on you, but it usually means that they're really, really punching you in the face a lot. Um Full mount is the most dominant position in mixed martial arts. Maybe crucifix, slightly more uh, dominant. You should not be able to automatically get up out of that fucking position. It's just ludicrous to me. I don't understand why it's a possibility. And they seem happy with it. Like They're like, yeah, you know, we made it more clear so people know uh, what they need to do to stop them from getting up. So, uh, yeah. That's that's their solution. They want you to be able to get up out of any position, uh, but they want it like the other fighter to be able to stop them. But the reality is, like, if you're what the the way that you're supposed to do, the way that you're supposed to stop uh, transitions, transitions are when you're moving from position to position in the ground game. So you've got full guard, half guard, uh, side mounts full mounts, etc., uh, etc. Et um, the way you're supposed to stop transmissions is that you're supposed to use the guard button. I think it's R2, and uh, you hold the right thumbstick in the direction that they're pushing. To be able to stop them, You obvi- like obviously the ideal way would be to recognize the animation that they kick into, when they're beginning to do a certain transition, which implies a level of understanding of this game that I don't think anyone's ever going to bother with. (laughs) Or uh, you need to watch their little fucking... uh, Like, they've got a dial on the screen that tells them which way they can push to do a certain transition. So you need to watch that dial. And uh, if you see them holding fucking right on the right thumbstick, you press R2 and hold right. The trick, the... The thing that cropped up in UFC 1 that has reared its head again is that you can't fucking... You can't stop a transition and punch someone in the face at the same time. So, your best possible defense when on the ground in a uh, bad position, when someone's sitting on your fucking chest, instead of blocking them from punching you, is to just continue to attempt to do transitions. Because that forces them to either block the transition during which time they can't punch you or they like they punch you and you transition away which means 
hey, Dunzo, you're out. Like, the most dominant position, completely wasted. Once again, a com- like, this is literally what was wrong with the last game. And I wrote about it in my review. So, obviously, they thought, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, the first game didn't really sell, so, I don't know. Anyway, uh, they're making a lot of the same mistakes. It looks pretty, though. <laughs> yeah, no, sounds sounds broken. Sounds like they're just banking on people um, just wanting to have the look of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got a new mode called Knockout Mode where the first person to land a certain amount of strikes earns a flashy KO. I think so, with that one, like like the, the 28 kicks to the head or whatever, Yeah. My, is, would that be the pendulum swinging the other way because it was just so easy to get knockouts before no they've like everything that i could get out of uh brian was that they've made it easier to get knockouts because that's what people want oh Uh, yeah because i was talking to them like they showed us some stats from the beta and it was like uh something like 80 percent of all uh all fights in the beta ended in a knockout Right, and in the real UFC, it's something closer to like forty-five percent end in a decision, thirty-five uh, percent end in a knockout, and the rest end in um, submissions. Right, uh, but overwhelmingly, fights are ending in KOs in the beta. And yeah, I talked to him, and he's like, "Yeah, no, that's that's what we want to like. That's that's our goal. That's what we want happening um, because." That's what people want. Apparently. Yeah, right. Um, well, yeah, it sounds like they've sort of nullified a, a big aspect of the sport, which is trying to improve your position and gaining an advantage. And it sounds like there is no advantage. It's it's it seems to me like the mind games of uh, at mixed martial arts are not present at all. Like watching two. Uh, black belt jiu-jitsu fighters in a mixed martial arts match is fantastic not because obviously oh obviously the ground game is going to be something fucking spectacular uh, but it's also good because like they don't make moves that they shouldn't be making oh. and like they, they won't throw a, a kick like it, th- the contrast is when you watch a great fighter fight someone who isn't super tactical like uh I, I immediately think of George St. Pierre versus Josh Koscheck. Uh, Koscheck had a great chin and great heavy hands, and he just tore his way through the division. And then um, he came up against GSP, who is a master tactician, like mo- like top level fucking shit. And uh, GSP just fucking toyed with him. Like first half of the first round seemed like a serious fight and then GSP had his number and literally just punched him in the fucking left eye socket <laughs> until his skull fractured like right. bananas like that's the difference that's what I'm thinking that's how it should be but yeah, the reality yeah. is like yeah Steve can beat me in a fucking fight even when I have like have perfectly gauged the range because yeah. he can just wade in and punch until he gets yeah, a there should be out. some effect like if you're doing the same kick to someone's head 28 times like 
you know, after a few times, there should be some gradual effect that represents, you know, on like one side, you're getting fucked up. The thing was, right, I wasn't even doing like this. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was just kicking him in the head over and over. Like I was full blown baiting him into, cause he worked out how to block, uh, by the second round, which was helpful for him. Um, but I was like, I, I'd leg kick, leg kick and he'd start, he'd like block low and then I'd kick him in the head and then the next, and then I'd leg kick, leg kick, leg kick. And he like he'd go up high. See, I was still kicking him in the legs. Go down low, and I kick him in the face. Like it was, it wasn't like I was just fucking. Oh, I'm gonna wade in and kick, 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 kick. No, like yeah. or I jab, jab, hook, or hook the body, or like definitely attempting to fight tactically. Sweep the leg. Sweeping the leg. Oh, there was some sweeping the leg. Actually, it was pretty good. Um. But yeah, I was trying to I was trying to fight properly, and yet at the end of the day, yeah, uh, mashing in <laughs> seemed to be the superior tactic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it'll be interesting to see how they go upon release, I guess, because. Yeah, it seems like they've got their idea of what a UFC game should be and they're sticking with it. And I don't know. I don't think that's the game for me, unfortunately. Sucks, right? Because those other games are pretty good. The Undisputed series was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was a fan, but it wasn't very accessible. And they're driving for accessibility. They want people to, you know, sit on the couch and be able to have fun with their bodies. And, like, personally, I think it's fun that you have fun with your bodies when you're of a similar skill level and that skill level isn't zero, you know? I mean, yeah, it's fun to get drunk and play FIFA, but it's also fun to have a fucking proper match against good players who are either your skill level or slightly above your skill level. I think that's fucking exciting, you know? But clearly that's not the kind of game they're after, which is a shame. Yep. 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 Uh, Anyway, what else we got? Uh, Let's talk about Super Hot. Super Hot. Super Hot. Super Hot. Did you Uh, play this, John? No, I played the old free thing. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yep. It is. It really is. I didn't see how they could expand on it too much more, so. Uh, they got some melee weapons. That's about it. Uh, yeah. Super. Um, yeah, it's super. It's hot. Um, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't think much of it. Uh, uh, I thought it was all right. Like, um... Uh, it's got some problems. I think the price tag is way too high for start. It's not ludicrous. Yes. Um, for somebody that's not going to go back and like, I understand there's lots of challenges and different modes in there and modifiers that you can kind of go in and do. But in terms of like the pure single player campaign quotation marks, uh, there's not much there. It's I, I finished it in about two hours. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. The basic, I guess, premise for anyone that doesn't know, it's a first-person puzzle game where you have to uh, make your way through a certain amount of enemies 
um, by either shooting them or punching them or throwing things at them. Um, and while doing this, it's kind of like a, I don't know, I'd call it like a matrix type effect where when you move, uh, time sort of moves at the same time, but when you're stopped, nothing mm. uh, is kind of moving around you. So enemies can shoot bullets at you and they'll slowly move towards you, but, um, you can kind of dodge bullets or, or objects in the environment and kind of have to plan your, your, um, your way around this maze um yeah that's basically the way i'd describe it i guess it's not that great but no that's pretty much it man yeah it's um yeah it's a puzzle game uh masquerading as a as a shooter mm-hmm. um and i mean it's it's got a decent amount of mechanical skill involved which i like in puzzle games uh <coughs> the witness but um yeah it's just, it's too short. It's two hours, and it costs thirty fucking dollars. Oh, like, it's just bananas. Yeah, I've got no interest in going back and playing the challenge modes. And the story seems like it ends like halfway through. Like, I don't understand why it doesn't go any further than, you know, where it goes. Yeah, because it it's kind of it's interesting. It does weird things, and it tries to do weird things, but they just seem, I don't know, fucking really forced to me yeah. maybe maybe there's more story once you do those challenges or something but um hey i'm not sticking around for doing the same maps over and over again um so exactly. i can you know i i guess like the, the the thing about this game is that while you're playing it it's recording as well um so once you finish everything that you've done if you want to you can save like your your uh the, basically what you just did but in a, a real time format. yeah so everything kind of plays out really smoothly and, and quickly um so it looks like you're doing all this cool shit really quickly but really it took you i don't know two minutes to do yeah uh yeah and and like the modifiers i'll give you will be like only punch people and that sort of stuff and i don't know that's yeah that's not something i really want to go back and get through it's not fun for me so yeah. that- well, I'm glad I missed out. Yeah, thirty bucks seems more like a number you would pay if you really want to support the developers for yeah. their idea. Because, like, good to support innovative ideas. But yeah, I mean, I felt like when I played the original thing ages ago, that was free. I felt like, yeah, it's a cool idea, and uh, you know, I'm glad I played it. Glad I spent a little bit of time on it for free. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like I like the some of the art style things they do with the you know things popping up on the screen and and kind yeah. of teaching you that sort of stuff. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. But they don't really do much else with it. It's kind of you know um, that's about as far as they go. And you see that yeah, very early on. It feels like one concept that should be in a larger game with multiple different levels that play with time differently. Like, here's one level where you move, and that moves time. And then you have another level that plays with time in a different way. Sort of like Braid did it. Like, yeah. Braid's, each different world's played with time in a different way. Yeah. And then with Braid, you really got the feeling like they've they've taken this idea, and they've taken it to multiple places, and squeezed as much as possible out of it. Whereas, uh, and you, you know, there's you, you definitely had a feeling of value for money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, popping yeah. thirty bucks on hot sub. You want to support innovation, but yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I felt ripped off. Um, super hots. <laughs> super hots. Superheroes. Um, it's just, yeah, look, I, I, it, it doesn't seem to go far enough for me. Um, and I just, I think the reviews for it are even worse, in my opinion, because I, I, I don't know. They just, none of them seem critical of what ultimately feels like a hollow game to me. Like it's got one gameplay mechanic, right? Like even fucking the witness attempted to play with its fucking puzzle, right? Like, or succeeded in playing with this puzzle. The entire fucking allure of the witness is that it plays around with the concept of the single puzzle. Super doesn't really play with the single puzzle. It's got more than you shoot shit or you bash it. Like, that's it. Like, eh. Uh, yeah. And uh, spoiler-ish, I guess, but it's two hours. So, I mean, you could probably get there before the end of this fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you would. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think it's even remotely clever to force me to do something to finish the game and then throw it in my face that I did something. I don't think that's clever. I've never thought that's clever. Uh, the only time it's even been remotely clever is in Bioshock, and it's not thrown in your face. It's used as a plot device. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, that's the opposite of what's happened here, where it's like, oh, we can make you do whatever we want. Yeah, you can. I'm pl- trying to play the, the fucking game. Like, yeah. that is literally the game yeah. so yeah you're telling me to do that it's yeah. not making some grand point like in Stanley Parable it was it was humorous and in Portal it was humorous Portal 2 yeah 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 uh, here it's just sort of yeah oh we made you do that yeah you did and like there needs to be something more like there's there's got to be a punchline or a point I need one of these two things you can't just have the fucking first half of this sentence and uh, that annoys me about this game. But, yeah. That's uh, about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's enough time on that one. Super Certainly nuts. wouldn't recommend it for 30 fucking dollars. Uh, super not. 10? 10 maybe? Yeah, super not. Super not. 10 dollars I could recommend. Yeah, it. yeah, and say 10 bucks um, for sure. Yep. Yep. Wait for it to come down in price. Wait for a Steam sale. Yep. Super bot. Super mod. Uh, Rainbow uh, Six is in here still. Is uh, always there's a patch out, but it's not out yet. So I don't there's know. patch out uh, by the time you hear this. Ah, uh, true. Um, but we can't really talk about it because we haven't experienced it. No. There will be the ability to report players in game though. Yes. Fucking finally. Uh, still, I mean, yeah, they continue to fucking do awesome stuff with supporting this game, and it seems. Like a no-brainer, but a lot of fucking other first-person shooter creators don't do that. Yeah. They've pretty much gone through and and changed a lot of the maps. Most of them, I think. They've made some, yes, changes to a lot of the maps, yeah, which is cool. Mostly just balancing shit to stop cheese motherfuckers from cheesing. Mm -hmm. But still, good Good moves, yeah. It seems like they're doing a patch every two weeks or so. Yep. Yep. Um, What else we got? 
Uh, I played some Overwatch. Oh, yeah? I finally got uh, that. Looks like whatever Blizzard did kicked in my account. How about uh, them wait times? Wait times? Yeah. Uh, I only I haven't played too much. I played a bit yesterday. Right. Uh, I didn't have to wait very long at all to oh. get in. Maybe they sent out a new wave of invites and I was part of that. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of w- weird to talk about because i don't know like like where they're setting certain things i i like if it's just they're just fucking matchmaking anybody because i was getting matched up with people that were level 70 or something or 50 like huge difference between who i'm getting paired up with and i wouldn't mind waiting um but the problem is that i'm getting matched with these people and they're just like oh my fucking god and i'm just getting like the first person that i picked which was a like a heel character, um, the first thing they said was, we don't need that person. And I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to pick then. Like, we, it's telling us we don't have a healer, so I picked a healer, and there's only four you can choose from. Wait, which one did you pick? I don't fucking know. Symmetra? Yeah, that, her. Yep. She's not a heel. Well, I don't know what she does. She throws... She little sh- lasers. She's, she's like a defensive support. Yeah, she's a defensive Mercy. support. Huh? Mercy's a proper healer. Zenyatta's a proper healer. Well, and, she shouldn't uh, be in the healing category, then. And she Lucio's a proper healer. Well, she gives people shields. Uh, that, sure. Okay. Yeah. That's not um, that's still defense, isn't it? Here's, here's, my, um, here's my advice. Yeah. Don't listen to them. I know I didn't. I picked that person. Fuck them. Nice. Um, played that person. We got smashed because uh, we were attacking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. But I put, like, teleporters down. She puts a teleporter down. I thought that was quite useful. Yeah. Because yeah, it's super it's useful on on attack as well. Yeah. Um, it's just the rest of her abilities aren't super helpful. No. They but she can shred like Reaper. She can put him in the dirt really quick with her laser. I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're saying. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so ignore them. Like, no, I, ignore the, them. I know the, that type of genre and what I'm expected. So It's such a toxic community. It's disgusting. I can't believe it's, it's already like that. Like, yeah, it didn't take long. The game's not even close to out, and it's already just a fucking shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I was in this match, and it was, like, me, uh, like, a level 4, a level 7, and then, like, a level 70 and a level 40, and that were just, like, oh, GG matchmaking and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, well, I agree. I'd rather play with people my own skill level Yeah. Um, on the other team, because we were just all over the place, but... um. Yeah, it's it's got some it's got some issues at the moment. I don't know if it's due to the lack of uh, local servers. I think there's a problem with the feedback. Like, there's no, I don't know. Like when you're hitting somebody, you're not getting like it doesn't feel like you're hitting them. Right. But that could be because of the lag. I, I don't know. Were you playing so, on a? Do you know whether you're playing on local servers or not? I don't because know. They how do to exist check. now. They definitely exist. Oh, you can enable the ability to see. Your ping. Yeah. You have to okay. enable it in the fucking options. Um, I'm pretty sure I wasn't because I was getting shot at one stage from uh, behind a wall and the dude yeah. stretched out about a second later and I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Classic. Um, yeah. yeah, the uh, there are Australian servers now, but it will as often put you on a different team, uh, different like US servers as it will put you on Australian servers because... The wait times are ludicrous. 
I reinstalled it when uh, Australian servers popped up, I saw, mm -hmm. uh, which was like two days after I deleted it. And uh, yeah, I haven't actually gotten into a game on the Aussie servers yet. Uh, the one time I did, the game crashed, which was unfortunate. Um, and then every other time I've just been on US servers being, I don't know, surrounded by dickwads. So yeah. Yeah. Still not inclined to continue to play it. Yeah. It's pretty make or break. Yeah. Like it runs really well. Uh, it looks nice, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think there's still still a lot of work to be done on that one. Yeah. At the moment anyway. Yeah. That feedback for me was the biggest thing. It just didn't feel like there was, I was either impacting, like hitting somebody or mm. I was getting hit. Um, yeah. It just felt strange. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. That is odd. Yeah. Can you know, like when you hit someone in... I'll go back to Siege. When you're shooting someone or you're getting hit, like, you can feel it. Like, you know you're, you've got that person. Yeah. Whereas this, it just felt like I was shooting invisible bullets and wasn't really sure if I was hitting them. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any? Mm -hmm. I, I might talk a bit about that once I get some more time yeah. in. But Yeah, we'll, we'll try and play a game together because at least then we know 40% uh, of our team is definitely dickheads, but at least we know they're dickheads, so... Yep. Yeah. Cool. cool. What else is on the list? Gamer X. Gamer X, yeah. You went to Gamer X on the weekend. I went to Gamer X. Did you go, Jung? Were you saying you went? No, I was thinking about going on Sunday, but I got quite sick, actually. I'm still a little bit sick. Mm. Oh. Not sick, sick, but just like wicked hay fever. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it was quite a hot day to be out as well, so probably wouldn't have helped. <laughs> So yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a, I guess it was a, a convention originally in the in the US that uh, has been kickstarted for Australia, um, and they've labelled it as, I guess, Australia's first queer gaming convention, um, and they've got a bunch of people to kickstart it. I think that was like four or five hundred people that ended up donating, and then got a bunch of um, sponsors on board. Uh, they were doing boot space and that sort of thing. And uh, that was held at the Australian Technology Park in Sydney, um, which they've done quite a few events there. Uh, I've been to a couple. I guess the most recent one that people would know of would be the RTX show. Just the teeth. Yep. There were a lot of problems there. Right. They did theirs because of um, it was quite a very hot day, you know, in the middle of, of summer in Australia. And, uh, you know, a lot of people being in the one location meant that it was quite hot. Uh, so they had to, yeah, and smelly. So they had to get in some extra fans, but didn't seem to help from the, uh, I wasn't there, but from what I was told, it was pretty bad. This wasn't, uh, as bad, you know, a lot less people. Um, the weather wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, but I think the, the people factor was a big thing. And not as many thousands of people kind of crammed into a hole. So that kind of helped. Uh, so yeah, it was a, quite a small convention, but that's I guess what you'd expect from a, a Kickstarter event. Uh, sure. But it was I thought it was quite good, like for what they they put on. Uh, it's a good start. Yeah. Um, I met like it's kind of cool to be able to go to a convention like that and um, see some of the people that we do know and be able to talk to them and not have to like you go to a PAX, you can talk to people there, but usually they're surrounded by. 30 other people that want to play their game and they don't really have much time to talk. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the indie devs here, not the, the AAA releases. Um, so it's good to like just be able to sit there and play a game for 
you know, 20 minutes and not have to worry about the person behind you or, yeah. um, or being able to talk to the developer and they can actually talk to you because they're not having to sit there and worry about the other person's playing the game. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, they had a lot of panels on, um, a lot of, couple international guests, uh, like Chris Avalon, uh, a few others, but I didn't really get to see too many of them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it turned out quite well for what they, they put on. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to do another one next year or what the plan is, but I would say they had a lot of good feedback from this one. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Sounds like, uh, I mean, I, I heard a couple people who wanted to set up booths at different shows commenting that uh, it was a bit cheaper to get a booth at uh, GX. Yeah, and uh, it seemed to me that that might result in some more interesting booths because there's a few people I know who wanted to set up some interesting stuff. For example, the Enigma Room wanted to set up like a little mini escape room. Oh yeah, but they were just commenting that it was a bit too expensive to do uh, at the other shows. So it, it seemed to me like there might be some some interesting stuff that we hadn't seen before at GX. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard about the booth stuff as well, um, but I don't know what the like how many walkthroughs I had uh, while they were there. When I was there, I was pretty quiet, but uh, I think having the show across two days is maybe um, a bit of a problem, or, or or have it across two days but don't have the hours as long. It was yeah. a ten till six show, I think. Um, so maybe they can look at something like that, listening, you know, maybe have it uh, ten till four or something like that i'm not too sure but yeah i, I guess they'll learn and they'll get feedback and kind I think of they figure out maybe tweak their marketing a bit as well like because I, I spoke to some people who didn't like despite the whole like extreme exclusive or inclusivity thing like they actually felt like it wasn't really for them yeah just because they weren't gay or something like that right and you know obviously it's meant to be for everyone and you know creating a space where everyone can just be cool but I think some people, like, it didn't quite come across to some people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe if the focus was a bit more on, like, we're going to have a bunch of cool shit here, and it's an inclusive space as well. I don't know. Maybe there'd be less of that. Hmm. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I thought it was good. I got to catch up with a lot of people from uh, out of state, and, yeah, it was fun. Cool. Awesome. Rad. Should we get into the mate? The meat. The big one. Wait, I've been playing Hots. <laughs> Why would what? you do that, Joe? What? <laughs> Jesus. What? Yeah. I don't know. Don't know what Hots is. is. Uh, yeah. You have to. Please. We don't use. For me. We don't use Hots internally or externally. So please talk to, call it Heroes. No, I'm saying Hots. Oh, okay. Fuck you. Um, Marketing bullshit. So uh, what's new in Nerd. Hots? control my language because i was watching i was watching it on the weekend but i haven't oh it. yeah that's right you were um i was not i was playing it cool <laughs> i thought should i watch it or play it nah, i chose to play it sure um yeah uh the match speaking of the stuff that you were talking about with the matchmaking like with the gg matchmaking mm. putting high rank people up against low rank people i've been getting a lot of that and i've been that guy going GG matchmaking. It's actually like <laughs> my teammates would abuse, like there'd be these rank 40s in the game, which is like the lowest. And um, 
there'd be these guys abusing him. And I'd be like, ah, look, it's just the matchmaking's fault. It's like, there's no reason that we should be in the same game together. And then I'd be, I'd be trying to educate him a little bit. Like, and it was kind of cool. Like there was this one medic and it was my, like the medic didn't talk in the chat, which meant I couldn't check their rank. And, um, in the, in the draft, I was like, all right, we're basically going to rely on medic to, uh, use, use her grenade to break ETC's mosh. And, you know, for those who don't know, ETC can, like, basically stun everyone around him in a small vicinity for five seconds. Uh, and you need someone to displace him to break that stun. Otherwise, your entire front line is going to be stunned for five seconds. Um, and the only person that we had on the team was, was the medic that could do that. And the first time ETC moshed, she not only didn't fire the grenade into it, she just walked directly into the mosh. Hmm. And so everyone just started going ape shit at her. And I was like, oh, look, look, it's just the matchmaking. Just FYI, medic, here's what you should do. And then the second time ETC moshed, she did it. And I was like, see, look, we got our, we got our mosh break. Amazing. All we had to do was not be dicks. Yeah. You know? All we had to do was not rage. I just laid it out. If it, like, the medic didn't say anything the whole match. Yeah. Like, d- didn't respond to anything. I actually thought she might have all of us muted. Um, all right. Yeah, now she was listening, and she did. Now, now she knows the trick. Now she yeah. knows what to do. So we still lost, but oh man, we're getting a lot of that. The matchmaking is is quite poor, and mm-hmm. I think it might just be because the player size is not very large. Right. But I actually got a little bit uh, pissed off because I lost like I don't know. I, I deranked about six times, and then like part of that was because of AFKs and part of that was because of trolls and part of that was because of bad matchmaking. And part of that was because Blizz is doing this weird thing where it's like, it thinks you're a lever when you're not like you would complete a game and then it gives you like a lever penalty and it gives you a bunch of lost ladder points. And after all that, I'm just like, come on, Blizzard, get your shit together, man. <laughs> like I've been waiting for a year for you to get your shit together. Mm. And, uh, so I, anyway, I got back all those ranks. Like I, I ranked up like, you know, got to where I was, but I was so pissed off by that point. I was like, "Fuck! I'm gonna close this shit and go install LOL and Dota." No, and I so hope I you'll have the same problem in those games, man. I can tell yeah. you. Yeah, I know. It was literally like at that point, it was like, "I know I'm gonna, I know it's gonna be the same thing. I know it's gonna be Elo Hell." But like, I'm just so angry at Hearts at the moment. I just want to <laughs> do something to to give the middle finger to Hearts. Like, fuck you, Hearts. Yeah, especially the thing where it's like it counts me as a lever. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like I'm losing 200 ladder points because someone else threw the game and it just didn't know who did it or something. Mm. And yeah, or like you know, I had a, a stretch of like four or five games in a row where it was like the game would start and someone would just leave right at the beginning of the game. Wow, four v five, and then I'm losing ladder points. Like, come on, yeah. it's this. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That sounds awful. Let's not talk about this game. Okay. Well, until That's later when we talk about the news. Sense. Anyway, the moral of the story is I was terrible at LOL and Dota and I went to play Hearts again. <laughs> Amazing. If you install Dota, I'll play what with you. What a roller coaster. It's installed now. I was, I was like, I was okay. Like, I jumped into a few LOL games. I was okay, honestly. Mm. But Dota, woof. No, I was not okay. Yeah, there's a lot more to do in that game than there is the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on. We teased it last week. Well, we didn't tease it, did we? Yes, we did. 
No, we told everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not a teaser, I guess. Uh, no, uh, sort of, a little bit. Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3. Yes. Um, we can talk about a bit of it. We've played some. Well, some yeah, of them. Yes. Sure I have, and so is John. So is John, yes. I've played a little bit. A little bit. A lot of it. Um, yeah. And pretend that I've played exactly as much as you guys. That's good. That's good. Um, and I'll try and remember to rein you in. Yeah. Uh, Stop me if I get on uh, what we call a, a Junkie Souls run. Because <laughs> I've I've actually got a pretty good idea of almost everything you're allowed to see in that. Uh, almost everything yeah. you're allowed to see in that. Because um, I was... So we, we were given the opportunity to play for three hours and I stayed and played for about five and a half hours. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, Did you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, basically what we were allowed to do was start from the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and play up until the end of the third boss. And yep. uh, we should probably, up front, uh, don't bother listening to the rest of this podcast if you don't want to learn things about there's news we got news no don't even bother like who who the fuck knows when that's gonna fucking start um yeah like at the we're only gonna talk about the first three bosses so you might be okay if like you're okay with knowing about the first three bosses I'm, i'm gonna talk about something which is a bit of a spoiler i guess if you like talk about that thing you told me the other day are you yeah yeah that's a crazy spoiler I, I regret asking you and learning. Yeah, but it's within the demo. And oh, it's I understand the, this. It's before the third boss, so we're. I don't want to know about it. Is it about the dragon? Uh, no, there's nothing about a dragon. Well, I don't oh, know. fuck. The dragon is before the third boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We could have. We could have tried. There's always a dragon. Yeah, we could have tried. There's always a dragon that breathes fire on a bridge and stuff. <laughs> um, but. but- no, we can we can talk about. It. I mean, look, I can lay down the spoiler warning, and then it's like if people it. listen to it, then it's their fault. All right. Well, if you really don't want, if, if both of you really don't want me to talk about it, then I, won't. I don't think you should. Uh, no. Luke doesn't want you to. <laughs> um, I think it's too spoilery. I think it's awesome. I think it's fucking awesome that you worked it out. But yeah, I think it's just too. too I think spoilery. it's. I it's think it's far out from the launch. Yeah, I, I think it's too far out. Like we for me. It's really interesting that it was actually available in that demo that all the journalists played. Because yeah. we well, we played the full game. Basically, no, we, we could have sat there and played the full game. No, no that code oh. did, that wasn't no. no it's, it didn't go. Didn't go past. Yeah, you eventually get to a door that just doesn't open. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but but this thing was in that. So this thing was like I don't know. It was kind of like there for like. I don't know, journalists who just wanted to do this very specific thing <laughs> just as a test to find out what this other thing was. And then if, if they did that, then it's there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like, I don't know. It was, I, I doubt, like, I think, I doubt anyone would find it, to be honest. Like, there must be very, very few people who would have, have found that thing just in their pl- three-hour play session. I doubt, I doubt there's anyone. Like, so we're clear though, just just before we go any further, we're clear. Uh, if you haven't stopped listening and you don't want to hear anything about the first three uh, bosses three or uh, Dark Souls, the first, yeah, three to five and a half hours of Dark Souls 3, 
then you've got to stop listening. Um, yeah. But if you're okay with learning bits and pieces about that part and going into the rest of the game blind, listen on because we've got shitloads to talk about. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the combat systems and all, you know all that. Yeah. So uh, to the point, to that point, uh, to the point that nobody would have fucking found what you found, 100% no, nobody would have, Jung. Nobody. Yes. Like, yes. it's ludicrous that you did. Uh, <laughs> because, like, when when I think about how much time I spent with the game, and, I like, I get info on how much everyone else got yeah. out of the demos. Yeah. I too busy probably got yeah fuck yeah like you'd be too busy just like getting through the first three bosses could easily take you three hours and then but then this was like this would have been like early on in your demo if you came across something and you're like wonder what that is and then you started doing like these really uh, comprehensive tests on <laughs> on what that thing might be are you gonna say like, wait well, I'm now I'm fucking curious what what <laughs> Can, can you drop a hint as to what the fuck you're even talking about? It's I'm, a, I'm gonna it's keep a, yapping on. I'm just gonna. Like, it's a hidden <laughs> subsystem that may or may not. Have you worked out whether it does yet? Impacts? No, I don't know anything yeah. on what I told you hmm. uh, because I haven't like gone into play anymore or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't worked. I mean, I, I've, I haven't worked it out fully myself. But at, at most. It's a different way to play the game. Hmm. And this is the whip. Are we talking about the whip? <laughs> no. no, but there is a whip. Yeah, we did find the whip. There is a whip. Um, no, we're not talking about the whip. Um, like the okay, process. That's all I want to know then. That's okay. it. Yeah. But just like just the process, the process yeah. you'd have to go through to begin to like fucking start to investigate this stupid fucking thing that you yeah. found it is ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no fucking way. You've been throwing rocks at people or something. Crazy. No. You got to find so, a guy. Then you got to find the guy know. again. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think like it's and like even even just the combat of it. Like, there's someone that you have to beat. That was quite difficult. Um, but I beat her. Mm. Uh, I was a bit leveled up by that point. No more. No more. But uh, I guess... Um, Wrap it up. Um, I, well, I'm going to use this to segue because okay. on this particular aspect that we're being very vague on, uh, this particular aspect, like many other aspects of this game, leans quite heavily on Dark Souls 1 lore. Mm. And I think, I think that's something that would have come across in the demo. Um... There are like there are bits and pieces that refer to Dark Souls Two, and there's there's bits and pieces that refer to Dranglek. Yep. But on the whole, this one leans quite heavily on Lordran. Yep. Hmm. Like, I found I definitely found more things. I can't remember right now what, um, but I recall noting more things from Dark Souls 1 than there were Dark Souls 2. Like, I think I can think of two things that I remember from Dark Souls 1. Ah, two. But I can remember maybe 10 or so from 
Dark Souls one. I just can't remember specifically what they were. I just remember noticing them while I was playing. I'm like, is that from Dark Souls one? And then I'm like, yeah. Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls yeah. 1, Dark Souls 1. Yeah. It's pretty much like that, both in terms of lore and game systems. Mm. Okay. But isn't that kind of expected, considering he's back directing? I guess so. And you could read into it, and you could say maybe he likes his own work better. Um, I don't know. I, th- I feel like people were kind of like playing Dark Souls 2, and the whole t- the like everyone who was playing Dark Souls 2 was just constantly looking for the connections to Dark Souls 1. They were going, oh, what does this mean? And what does that mean? And how does that connect to Lordran? And they were obsessed with it. And um, at the end of the day, like, Dark Souls 2, the lore might not be as good as 1, but it stands on its own. Like, it sets up its own lore. Yeah. Um, whereas I think with this one, this this is a bit more like what everyone was, was after, you know, and that, a lot of stuff does connect to Dark Souls 1 lore, and it's like, oh, and this is connected to that, and this is connected to that. Yep. So it's a lot more of that. Sequely. Yeah, It's yeah. got that sequel, sequel sort of, uh, yeah. Se- feel. Flavor, yeah, to it. Um, sorry, I didn't finish saying before, um, the, the idea that anyone would fucking work out what you worked out. Like, I am pretty sure I'm the only person who went up the fucking tower. I'm the only uh, person yeah. who got 20,000 fucking souls together and, and went up the I'm tower. talking about in the world. Like, I think there's, there's probably very few people in the world that went right. up the tower. Yeah. And and I think, there's, I don't know, maybe there'd be like one or two people in the world that might have found out the thing. I, like, one or two, including you and Vati Vidya. <laughs> and I told Vati Vidya. <laughs> Those are the numbers that I think, okay? <laughs> yeah. But Vati Vidya initially kind of put me onto it because he pointed me to the guy. Mm. And, like, <laughs> my first thing was I killed the guy. <laughs> like, in my first little demo, I just yeah. killed him. So that would have closed off that entire thing. Okay. I, I, yeah, okay. Fucking hell. Um, why'd you kill him? Because you know what he says to you right at the start? No, I don't recall. Like, he says something like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's unbearable. Please kill me. Yep. And so I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> I'll kill you. I thought I was doing the right thing. I was like, that's what he wants. Yeah. And maybe I'll get something if I killed him. But yeah, no. Think? no. No, not really. Um, so, yeah. We start from the beginning and uh, you wake up in a coffin this time. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the start of the game. You roll in. I think the tutorial is much better than even like Bloodborne's tutorial. Actually, Bloodborne's tutorial is fucking terrible. Uh, I thought it was terrible. Okay. No, I don't know. Like the tutorial for me was just, here's some markings on the floor. Yeah, press X to jump. That's what it's always been. <laughs> yeah. But the way like the way it drip feeds you, it's no longer uh hey, read this thing on the ground. Uh you block by holding uh L1 mm-hmm. and you're reading this while a dude is fucking shooting in the face with an arrow down a fucking corridor. Yeah. Like at least it's no longer <laughs> doing that to you. Okay? It's like, oh, press L1 to block. And then, like, you can see a dude who hasn't yet been aggroed that you can try blocking against. Like, it's much nicer about that. Mm. And uh, with the boss, like, the boss, you fight the first boss really fucking soon. You fight, uh, I didn't even see 
but there's a beast you can fight in the yep. uh, to in the, the right. side area. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I had to go back and fight that thing. I missed it somehow. Um, you can find that thing, and uh, it's basically the only hiccup in otherwise a series of shit you can backstab in one hit. Um, and apart from that, yeah, the boss is immediate. It's almost instant. Uh, you can run there from the bonfire in under 15 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and I guess unlike Dark Souls 2, you can't run away from it. One can run away from it. The first boss in Dark Souls 2. Oh, no, it is beyond a fog gate. This, this one's beyond a fog gate. So you enter the arena. And- yeah. How do you run away from the first boss in Dark Souls 2? Uh, you just go through the hallway, don't you? What's the first you, boss in- You're thinking about one. Oh, yeah, you're thinking about the big fat guy in the cathedral. That's Dark Souls 1. Oh, is it? Yeah. The first boss in Dark Souls 2 is the giant in the basement. Oh, uh, yeah. The, um, the pursuer. Oh, yeah, the yeah sorry, you're right. Or the last giant. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's Dark Souls 1. You, you run past the fat thing and then you run into the hallway. and then But then you come back around and then you get a real slow. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this one is like... You take them on, and then there's the normal fog gate. So you enter the arena, and that's it. You're in combat. Yeah, this yeah. one is like you need to pass this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which makes just, it a proper fucking skill check, which is good, I think. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, it, uh, yeah. Go on. It's it it kind of introduces you to the idea of staged boss fight. You know, it's got two stages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he transforms at fifty percent, which completely caught me by surprise. It didn't catch Luke by surprise. Luke one shot him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did it to most of the bosses. Two, but I'm I'm good. Right. <laughs> How'd you yeah, get that? Uh, I gave up because I didn't think I was supposed to fight him. <laughs> um, it took me three attempts. The first attempt. Um, he transformed and it caught me well by surprise. Uh, and like, so basically what he's about is he's practically a, a pursuer fight. Like you can beat him by dodging to his like offhand infinitely. He yeah, just, I think he to his right. Yeah. Circle to his right. Yeah. You circle to his right and he can't fucking hit you for shit. Uh, at 50, 50% he, uh, transforms into this sort of like a fucking, Sort of like the baddies in fucking Resident Evil 4 that transform. Yeah. Like the like, Yeah, that's things. right. Yeah. Big shit bursts out of his head. That's you can get like four hits on him. Yeah. Um, and uh, the range increase on, on his transformation caught me well by surprise. Like, I basically, I shouldn't have backed off when he transforms, but I did. And uh, yeah, he managed to close the distance really quick after that. Um, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, the second time I just, I made the same fucking stupid mistake at 50%. The third time I had him down. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's a good fucking skill test because, yeah, A, he uh, introduces you to the concept of a, um, a transformation at 50%. B, uh, making him more than just a knight archetype means that, like, you're immediately comfortable with him, but then you've actually got some challenge. Uh, so you can't just circle straight to the right and win. Yeah. Uh, and see, 
if you do die to him, if you're new to the game, uh, like brand new to Dark Souls, then you will right understand qu- quite quickly. Yeah, like he is right there, but like you can either fight the four dudes in the way or you speedrun. will. Yeah, you'll learn that you can actually speedrun this shit and that you don't have to fight everyone on the way to the boss. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful. And there's something else you can learn too. Well, you can learn that after that particular transformation hmm. where this sort of like this this darkness sort of takes over and becomes like a mutant darkness monster thing. Yeah. That that type of thing is very weak to fire. Oh. And it gives you those hints by there's a few corpses you can loot right before there that give you about three fire bombs or something like that. You get a lot of fire bombs. I think I had about fifteen. Um, yeah. by the time I had actually finished that run through and I'd used them. I'd used a couple. Yeah. Like, so not a lot. Like, it does a lot of damage to it, but it also stuns it for a little bit. So, you know, if you do, like, they're more effective after the transformation. But, um, yeah, there's, you know, and that's a theme throughout. It's like there's another one of those on the rooftop that's in the demo as well. Mm-hmm. That is like, I reckon that thing is, like, harder to fight than that that boss, that first boss. He's, it's he's, like a normal mob. Yeah, I think it's because where he is, like it's hard to get around him. (laughs) Yeah, he attacks in different ways though. Like, and it's a little bit harder to like the telegraphing is a bit weird and wonky. Mm -hmm. So, um, I haven't had much luck killing him melee. I've done it just to say I've done it, but um, like throwing fire, like four fire bombs at it or something is just a easy I win button on those things. There's more than one though. There's two. Uh, I think at least two that I came across. There's another one in, is it the third area? Uh, there's one where you first get in and he was up on the right. Like if you traverse mm-hmm. up the right, right-hand side. Um, yeah, yeah. If you go to like the, where, you, where you get the, the longbow. Yeah. There's like one right there. And then you can kind of like, those guys transform, like the first boss fight transforms from like a giant knight into that monster thing. But these guys are just normal hollows that transform and make that mutant transformation. And um, because they're just hollows at first, you can run up to them and just hit them with one or two hits and kill them before they make the transformation. Yeah, that's what I was doing. And they're all sort of like, I don't know if, I don't know if there might be some lore connection, but they're all kind of like worshipping these fallen dragons. Yeah. That are like, they're, they've sort of like the corpses are laid out across the rooftops and stuff on this massive wall. And these these hollows are just kind of there, like worshiping it and bowing to it. And uh, some hollows are kind of like turning into trees, and some are like, yeah, making that transformation into an evil dark motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I th- I think it's good. It, it like it means you have to be a little bit more cautious again. Uh, and I think anything that increases the tension for, uh, you know. Souls games uh, regulars, old souls, um, is is a good thing because tension is critical to a Dark Souls game. Mm. I thought Dark Souls Three had spades of it. I thought I thought it was really good in the way it sort of ramps things up gradually without sort of overdoing it at all. I think Bloodborne was uh, sort of uh, guilty of 
overdoing the ramp up of tension. It sort of goes from zero to those two werewolf motherfuckers on the bridge in like nothing. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, in like no time at all. And I think, yeah, that's a bit of a rough change. Mm. Um, but yeah, so once you beat the the first boss, then you go into the new Firelink Shrine. Um, and it's it's like a it's just a hub new hub it's a hub but it's more Dark Souls 2 than Dark Souls 1 I thought yeah but they seem to give you a lot more to play with like straight off the bat you're not going around finding people um, or finding as many people to like bring back to your main area it's just like these guys are already here yeah you will you will find some yeah um and you will bring them back. To me, it was a bit uh, Demon Soulsy the most. Right. Okay. And that there's like kind of like a nexus. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I guess I, I shouldn't say too much about how many people you could find. No, you shouldn't. But yeah, there's some, and uh, you got your like your blacksmiths already there, and you already have access. Yeah. Your undead merchants there, and you've already got access. Um, your Level up, ladies already there, and you've got access. Yep. Your crestfallen guys there, so all the tropes. Yep. Uh, there's no, like, there's no finding a key for the blacksmith or anything like that. It's just boom. There's that other guy in there you can kill as well. What other guy? Uh, the one you were trying to kill, Job. Yeah, it's the crestfallen warrior. <laughs> and I wasn't trying. I fucking succeeded. I murdered his ass. Oh well. Uh, you need to tell the story. In ter- you know, uh, I think it's important for people to understand the idea of attacking NPCs for no fucking reason in Dark Souls games. Because I think at some point in a Dark Souls game, everyone does it, right? Like everyone attacks an NPC, yeah. right? And they shouldn't. Like John killed a dude uh, who asked him to kill him, which, I mean, arguably, <laughs> probably the right move. Uh <laughs> Uh, but, you know, still, uh, he did kill an NPC that he could have coaxed into coming with him. Um, yeah. I'm sure I should have talked him off the ledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, I'm sure you've killed some people that you shouldn't have. No, never. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know I did. I Like, when I got to the fucking uh, shrine area in fucking Dark Souls 1, I went ham on the crestfallen dude. The dude yeah. is sitting there next to the fucking bonfire. And they're usually not weak. No. No. He wasn't weak. It was a huge mistake. Um, my brother was there watching me play, and he pissed himself laughing and told me I was probably better off just starting again because uh, I was that like I was that bad at the game. I was that new to Dark Souls uh, yeah. that he just figured I'd, I would never, like, never be able to fucking do it. I never be able to kill him to a satisfactory oh. degree, and so I, yeah. What What yeah, about just, uh, those knights in Dark Souls Two? Do they count? Which ones? They you're usually just sitting around the place. Oh, the guys who are sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, I usually kill them. That's just a dick move. Nobody, nobody should kill them. Well, they shouldn't be sitting there. They do drop stuff. Yeah, doesn't matter. I killed them. They just chill. <laughs> they drop souls. That's what they drop. They ain't bothering nobody. Yeah. They drop weapons, though. They do. One of, them, one of them drops a pretty good weapon, doesn't he? The one... Um, it's like a sword and a spear. And one yeah, of yeah, the spear is pretty good. I can't remember which one he is. Um, 
but anyway, uh, so in 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 the interest of science, classic classic science, I decided to uh, see what would happen if you attacked the sad guy in the filing shrine, and uh, it was a mistake. <laughs> he beat my ass. <laughs> And oh. when you respawn at the filing shrine, he's right there running at you it's to attack you again. Uh, <laughs> and so I didn't really have any choice. Like I literally, I, you've got three hours to finish this fucking game, <laughs> and I've already pretty much fucked it up. Uh, I've got no choice but to like demolish this dude and move on. I, like it flashbacks, like it's a small zone, so you can't just, you can't level up. Yeah, and like, dude's stabbing. While you're trying to level up, so <laughs> this is a loading thing. You couldn't just run out of the area because uh, it there was a fucking fog gate basically uh, on the door out. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty much boned, and uh, yeah, I had to kill him. Um, the best part was, though is that I was I was like well into the game at this stage. Yeah, because I'd one shot the main boss and was kind of nearly at the second boss, and I turn around and look at you. I'm like, what the fuck is Job doing? <laughs> He's attacking one of the guys in the main hub. Oh, and my then God. the best part is, like, 25 minutes later, I look back and you're still there <laughs> trying to kill this guy. It actually only took me 23 and a half minutes. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a mistake. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't go anywhere. I, I actually thought... I probably shouldn't have done this. I probably should just start over. like flashbacks to Dark Souls One. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I persevered. Uh, I worked out that he could be parried, and I uh, stabbed him through his fucking guts. Yep. Uh, that was good. Uh, immediately, he worked out that he could parry me back. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was just blindly R one spamming. So uh, that was that was punishing. Um, the, the other best part is when, because we were in a group of about four of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Joe got him down to about, I don't know, more than halfway for the first time. It was like 15 minutes in. And then you hear him start yelling, oh my God, he's healing. He's healing. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls out a flask and starts healing. It was a mad dick move. I, uh, yeah. he didn't, it was actually closer to like 20%. Like oh. he didn't start healing until fucking 20%. And so, like, I actually, there was hope in my eyes. I was, I was, I'd reached the fucking final hurdle. And then suddenly I'm back at, he's back at fucking 90% health. And I'm like, <laughs> Christ. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, so I had to, yeah, I died. I was so disheartened that I died a bunch of times in a row directly after that. I just, yeah. you know, demoralized uh but then i i decided on a game plan i worked it out i knew what i had to do i i worked out his fucking animations and the animations where like he was vulnerable the most and then i just started baiting out those animations and eventually i beat him yeah. uh and uh the ai the ai doesn't really keep track of how many fucking estes flasks he has because uh, I watched him try to drink an Estes flask, and he'd already used the three yeah. he had. So uh, yeah, you see yeah. the animation of like, oh, no more Estes. Oops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it was it was rough though. 
holy shit. Oh, my, my plan was basically I wouldn't Estus until he estus That way I'd always be sure I had more health or I'd die and I'd start over. Because there's yeah. no point. If, if I'm Estusing like twice, if I'm flasking twice before he's done it once, I'm probably going to lose anyway. Um, there was one part though where the part that Luke was talking about, the part where I had him down a fucking 20% health, what made that even worse is that he'd like, he'd done his fucking upward swing a move that he does and caught me and I was on like 1% health. And then I remained on 1% health, dodging my fucking balls off, chipping him down from full to like 20% and then he fucking flasks. Like, uh, and I've spent all this time one hit away from death. And I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> but uh, no mercy. No mercy. It's and- possibly one of the best things I've seen at a pre <laughs> in a long time. It was pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> and you get a thousand souls out of him. Which, which is nothing. Garbage. <laughs> um, and, an, and, a, and a chunk, a heavy chunk. No, a heavy gem. Heavy gem. Uh, which I don't even think the blacksmith actually use at that point. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's only like fire gems, refined gems, and raw gems at first that he can use. And the other thing was, I figured a heavy gem would be pretty fucking useless to a dex build as well. So, yeah, okay. yeah, it was just a clusterfuck of wasting my time. <laughs> Did he drop any ash? No. Oh, okay. Don't sometimes don't, I haven't uh, seen any ash, so don't talk about that. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not a big deal. It's just like you know, just like in previous games, like when you kill certain NPCs or bosses, the merchant in the whatever the you know now it's the Firelink Shrine. Before it was Majula. Hmm. Um, like the merchant will sell the gear of that person. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I thought they just auto did that. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do, yeah. yeah. But sometimes you'll require the ash of the person, right? right. In this one, oh yeah, okay. Um, so that was dumb of me, and then I went on to the fucking second part of the the game. But uh, I'd already that's done. actually literally after the first tutorial. Part. Yeah, Joe spent about forty fucking. So he went on to the first part of the game. Forty five <laughs> minutes playing the tutorial. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so you you found a way to make the tutorial harder. You found hard mode in the true. tutorial. It's true. Um, there is like there's actually a pretty hard enemy in the fucking tutorial area though. That the dude with the Uchi Gitana is oh, yeah. a fucking maniac. Yeah, this uh, this master, they call him the master with a katana, which is like a favorite katana from the series. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's pretty good. He's like, he's really quick. His tracking is really strong. Um, and like when you're underpowered, he's right next to a cliff. So it's kind of like the best way to kill him is just kick him off that cliff. Or if you can get like four or five strikes in a row to make him backstep enough to get across that cliff. But he can parry you and he can do these pretty strong strikes and you don't have enough Estus to take him on proper. Yeah. Uh, and even if you parry him, it's like you're only taking off, I don't know, 20, 30% or something like that. Yeah. Um, but... And it's he- got a really, really quick strike as well, which means parry, parry timing is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
but uh, the reward is worth it because if you kill him and you get that Uchi Katana, uh, I think that's the best weapon in the early game. And like it's uh, it's got great damage, uh, it's got reach, um, it doesn't weigh much, and the only balancing factor is that its durability is a bit shit. So you know, after a couple of boss runs, it'll you'll, you'll get that weapon at risk warning. So you got to repaired but yeah and then because like you can choose as a starting gift you can choose a fire gem so like fairly early on in the game you can have a fire uchi katana um and upgrading it to plus one is not too hard either so um yeah i reckon that's the way to go and then it's like the the katanas like you can do the same thing that the master did so when you've got the uchi katana you can like press down l2 and uh that enables you to perform the weapon's special moves. And, like, every weapon in Dark Souls 3 has, like, a special weapon skill. And so when you're holding down L2 with the katana, if you press R1, it'll do that big slash that you saw. Like, a really, like it goes into, like, a samurai holding stance where he's kind of, like, holding, holding it in its scabbard. And then R1 will just do that really quick slash with a move forward. And then R2... It's kind of like you're whipping the katana out really quickly as well, but that is a parry. And uh, that is really cool, because it's like, I was testing that out against some knights and stuff, and um, the parry window on that seems rather large. Like, it seems larger than it is with a normal shield. Uh, in fact, when I was going up against knights, like, with, like, just their swords and stuff, and, you know, they'd do a fairly standard wind-up with a sword slash, uh, I did not miss one parry with that. Wow. So, yeah, uh, cool. and it did a lot of damage as well. So it's like for getting up to a boss, like there are periods where you got like four or five knights in the way of a boss. Right. It's just like Perry, Perry, Perry sauce all nice. over this. Gwyn stars. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool as well. Like, it's yeah, it does. Nice. It looks like old school fucking, you know, like kill bill style holding the yeah. and then like slashing out. Yeah. Cause you walk slowly when you're in that holding animation, like you're you're holding it and it's scabbard. You 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 walk slow. Yeah, so you sort of stalk forward slow towards him. Yeah, and then ka-ching, you just parry him and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I'm glad I got that weapon. I got that weapon after, uh, sort of the t- the three hours were technically up. Uh, I just kicked him off the side. It seemed like the easiest way to go. Yeah. Uh, I was actually doing decent damage to him by that point, but it didn't really matter. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's quite a weapon. It's definitely worth it. I hope it's still there. If it is, uh, it's yeah, it's an early contender for fucking pro weapon in the game. Yeah. Um, you can get a you can get fucking a Titanite chunk or whatever, whatever it's called, the small one, um, Titanite shard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you get one from the Crystal Lizard in the first area, yeah. like at the tutorial if you turn right, and you yeah. get the second one from the um the transforming hollow. Yeah. You can get a fucking plus one weapon. Like I did. Super early. I had one. Pretty awesome. Uh, but I used the, um, the uh, default, I was using the default sword. <laughs> and right. I, I just, cause I was like, fuck it. Like I'm only here for a couple hours. Let's yep. just go nuts. Um, so I upgraded that and I also infused um, some other weapon with it as well. So it was long sword. 
Yeah, I think it was a longsword or, or, or something. I'm not too sure, but uh, it was doing a decent amount of damage, like 160, I think I was doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that seems good. Um, it's good, yeah. Yeah, getting yeah. a plus one fire weapon early in the game, I reckon it's the way. I think the fire gem is the best starting gift. I don't know, because I picked the uh, yeah. young white <laughs> branch. Yeah. And it's a pretty fucking world class gift to pick, I'll tell you that. Uh, the young white branch. It's the Metal Gear Solid gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the young white branch allows you to turn into an object from the game world. And so uh, <laughs> I turned into a statue from Dark Souls 3, and then I snuck past all the fucking enemies in the level yeah. down into the boss area. And the boss didn't even fucking aggro me until I passed a certain fucking triggering threshold, which is fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that's a pretty good starting gift. I'm 100% certain that they're supposed to be able to see you. It's not supposed to make you that invisible to the fucking AI, surely. Because I was crawling straight past them. Like, directly next to them. One of them did see me and shot a fucking crossbow at me, but he missed. So. Yeah, he was on the right-hand side um, near the stairs you were going down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember seeing you were doing that, and I was like, there's a dude up there. <laughs> uh, but uh, So, are you putting that up with, like, Yakety Sax playing in, like, full speed? <laughs> no, I, uh, I've, got, <laughs> I've got Metal Gear Solid stuff uh, playing uh including a wonderfully timed uh bring oh, when so the boss attacks me yeah uh, yeah yeah it's uh it's dumb it's a it was such a dumb idea i just wanted to see what happened uh i, I actually thought i'd turn into a like a vase or something I was hoping I'd turn into a vase. I was surprised and disappointed yeah. when I turned into a statue. I think it's a random thing. Every different, every time it's different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Job Gilroy, games reviewer. He spent, <laughs> he's got three hours to play this demo. He's aggroing NPCs for an hour and then pretending he's a statue for the next hour. Listen, don't question my methods, okay? <laughs> Um, there's uh, in the previous spell in previous games there was a spell that did it, so you could just cast the spell over and over until you got the thing that you wanted, and then like it was funny because you could just use that in PvP and just blend into the environment, and then just come out and go blah. I used to but, do it uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I was two in the rat area. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good area for it. When you were dragging people into your world as part of the rat covenant, uh, yeah. it was very easy to be a mad dickhead. And you can even just dress as, like, if you get all the hollow armor, you can dress as a hollow. Ah, yeah. And in one of the spots that a hollow stands and just, like, stand still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so good. Um, but we've gotten well ahead of ourselves. The uh, fucking, the area, the second area is the part that they'd already showed a billion times. The, or, sorry, the first area after the <laughs> tutorial. Uh, it's the part Except that they sh- the boss was not there anymore. No, yeah. So they changed the boss, which was a bit of a shock. Uh, I was very, I very unhelpfully told Lucy from IGN the wrong way to go when it, she was like, "Which way do I go to the boss?" I might like, just turn left here. Yeah. So she had to run through about fucking fifteen more enemies on the way to the boss down the other way when you turn right instead of left. Yeah. Um, no, you have to go left. Do you? Yeah. If you go right, it's a dead end. 
Oh, so you have to talk to that chick. You've got to go left, otherwise, um, eventually you work your way back around and you open up a shortcut in which then you can no, go No, 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 I'm talking about right down the bottom. When you get to, you know, the, the way the church is with the chick who tells you to go fly banner? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Which, if you come out of the shortcut and you come towards, like, you can either go left to the church or right. Lucy yeah. was there. And she, um, yeah. she's like, Which way do I go? And I'm like, Yeah, go left. Oh, this is the, the banner anyway, so. I hate. She still needs to get the banner anyway. Oh, okay. Right. But yeah, um, that area, man, I'm just going to fucking sprint through it. I already just sprint through it. I couldn't find the fucking bonfire, and I was already well behind because I spent 45 minutes finding a fucking NPC. <laughs> so, like, I'm just, uh, you know what? I'm just going to run. I, I vaguely know where I'm supposed to go, except they're tricky. They're pretty tricksy with it when you go into that uh, tower. So, you go, uh, basically what happens is you start off in the area, you go down some stairs, you loop around a bit, you run past a shitload of hollows. Uh, you go down a ladder, or if you're like me, you just jump down a fucking ledge. Um, and then you have to run past the dragon bridge, which breathes fire and tries to kill you. Found out that it's not a one-shot if you get uh, fire breathed on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be, but it's just half your health, which is cool. Uh, then once you get past that, you're in this big tower, and it's a multi-level tower. I think there's like five levels to it, and you start off on the fifth level. And uh, your natural inclination is to just fucking hoof it down to the bottom level, but that is incorrect. You do not want to go down to the bottom level. It's a dead end. Uh, you can unlock it later on, but at that point in time, it's a dead end. So you have to go back up another level, and then you run out, and then you run onto a roof, and it all looks very confusing. And then you have to run past the big fat idiot, you yep. go fuck himself forever. Yep. And then you turn right and you go up an elevator and you've unlocked the shortcut. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. There's really interesting, like, scenery throughout of, like, these giant blue knights who seem to be fighting against these normal-sized red knights. And there's a lot more of the red knights, but they've all got, like, they're all impaled with, like, multiple spears. And there's a few dead blue ones around, but you kind of, like, to me, the whole thing sets up the scene where it's like, you know, you see all this happening and all the knights are dead. And there's no bodies in the armor. If you, like, knock them over, it's just the armor in there with no bodies. Um, but then, like, you see all this and you, you clearly see it's like, all right, it, it's taken several of these red knights to take out one of these gi giant blue ones. And then you turn the corner and, oh, there's a blue one. Yeah. And you got to fight him. I didn't notice any of that foreshadowing. Yeah, for me, that was like a, a setting up of it's like you're, you're clearly meant to think, oh, wow, this guy's a real tough bastard. And then you just turn the corner. It's like, oh, sh I have to t I have to fight one of these tough bastards. Yeah. Or sprint past him. Or sprint past him. Um, but yeah, they they are tough bastards. And uh, yeah, it's um. there's also a dude with the glowing eyes. Fuck oh, him. yeah. I know. That's a bit Demon Souls as well. Yeah. Uh, the red eyes are always the toughest. He killed me, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going back there. I don't need you." Yeah. Honestly, so easy with the Uchi Gatana parry. <laughs> really, it's just like it's it's the solution. The solution. Yeah, it's not the solution. I'm going to nickname that weapon the solution. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, um, but going back to the dragon, 
Uh, I went and bought some bolts because I had a, a bow and arrow type thing to shoot it. Sure. Um, and I got up there and found a spot to shoot the, the dragon because I was like, well, clearly this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Sure. Uh, and I did like one damage and then I was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> See, if it was me. <laughs> you would have stayed there for an hour. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I know what you're doing in the original Dark Souls. And I was like, no, nah, <laughs> fuck it. I can't be bothered. Ain't nobody got time for this. Yeah, I ain't got time for this. It was funny to, to try and think I could do it, but fuck it. I'm not. Because I don't even know how to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped something and you wouldn't be able to get to it. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to get there. So, no. Yeah. Um, I really want to fight that dragon, though. Uh, I, I really want to. I like fighting dragons in Dark Souls games. Um, they're just cool. They, they make, like, art style a really cool dragon. So... Mm. Um, but yeah so once you make your way once you've got the shortcut it's you know pretty easy to get to the boss uh, the boss is half man half beast he's like it's a man because he's got a mace uh, yeah and, and he's he wields got a big it. old butt but he uh, runs around on all fours mm. <clears throat> he's a pretty simple boss but he introduces a, a new mechanic I guess the crystal lizard sort of introduced it uh, did the cold damage as well, right? Yeah. And it's like, there was a hidden boss in the, the Dark Souls 3 demo that everyone was playing for ages because everyone only had that one demo for ages mm. um, that also showed off Frostbite. But he was like a nimble, uh, quick and like, uh, quick striking one. What's the persistent striking? Like the striking never stops. Right. Uh, incessant strikes uh, whereas this guy's just he's bigger and um, he's slower and he'll do these like big long runs at you yeah um, a bit I found it a bit bloodborne and that he'll kind of like a lot of the big beasts in bloodborne will do they'll they'll let out this roar and then they'll just come charging towards you and yep. this guy like charge towards you like three times before you can poke him in his butt yeah I just I found him I found him easy to beat because he like you're very capable of getting in between his legs. Like, yeah, there just wasn't much he could do about it. Yeah, um, and so yeah, once once he worked out the exact distance uh, that he could turn during his charges, and it wasn't mm-hmm. much. There wasn't much deviation once he started a charge. Uh, once mm-hmm. he worked it out. Yeah, you just had to bait those three charges and then you could go back in and continue to hit at where his bollocks would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the idea of Frostbite is pretty interesting. It saps, like, it means your stamina uh, refreshes at basically the same rate that uh, it would if you were holding a shield up the entire time. Yeah, um, and it really is- does. I think it saps a couple of different things, but the, the one that you really notice is the stamina. Yeah. What um, else does it do? It really sucks. Uh, this, I think like the game description says that it does a, a like three different things, but um, the other two things are like neglig- negligible, and uh, the one that it's like you really feel is the stamina. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget what the other two are, but it's um, and you know they're still tweaking the game. They might change a lot of this before release, but yeah, uh, I'm fairly sure they're married to the stamina thing. And it's it's, a, good, it's like, a good one, man. Like I think it's good. You really don't want it to happen to you. Like you, you it's basically what it means is um, you only have the stamina to evade 
attacks. Like, you do not want to be blocking. Mm. Uh, you only need to preferably roll. Like, if there's a three-hit combo rolling uh, coming, you preferably, be, preferably want to do one roll to, like, get behind them and, and evade all three of those with one roll. It's like... Yeah. Or if there's, like, a pillar that you can hide behind, you preferably want to roll to safety behind that pillar just so you can regen stem. Because it's like... Everything becomes about regening stem when you're frostbitten. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 rough. Uh, you get your fucking, especially someone who abuses rolls like I do. Uh, I'm like I'm just a rolling fiend. Uh, I often have to actively think about blocking when I should be blocking. Like it should just be a natural reaction, but my natural reaction is to fucking dodge, uh, dodge roll and. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. There's there's players who like just block almost exclusively. Yeah, you're just not going to be able to do that because it's like the, the frostbite will go through the shield. Yeah, and then you'll get affected. So um, some of this static. guy's attacks, like yeah, there's there's other enemies that like like the one I mentioned before, like the the one from the demo from a while ago. Yeah, where it's like his incessant strikes go through your shield and give you frostbite very quickly. Whereas this guy, it's only really some of his attacks that you have to worry about frostbite. And he does like this breath thing where it's like he breathes frostbite all around him. But it's not too hard to avoid. Um, yeah, you just you just kind of screwed if you <laughs> get frostbitten and he's charging at you. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, that's, it. <clears throat> that's about the extent to which he's uh, tough. But yeah. uh, he's a good boss. I, I, I think, you know, artistically... He's uh, interesting, and uh, they like really play with the colors, like because he does frost bite. There's a lot of blue in there, and it reflects off his armor really nicely. And the music playing's cool as fuck. And there's this giant red door that you inevitably have to go through, which I think, uh, yeah, sort of smashes against the rest of the color palette of the level. Really cool. So, uh, yeah, it's a good boss fight. I like it as a boss fight. Uh, he powers up at 50%, I think. Yeah, he does. Um, but he doesn't transform. So, uh, once you've got his pattern, I mean, there's not that much more to him. He goes Saiyan, but not Super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah. I can't give him Super Saiyan. He's not like Artorias. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't have a chance when I was up against him. You one-shot him as well, didn't you, Luke? Yeah, I did. A fucking one shot machine. Fucking boss. He yeah. took me four goes. When the first time I fought him, he took me four goes. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah. I've got it recorded, so probably five or six attempts. Um. I definitely died the first time when I was pretending to be a fucking statue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. And then after that, you are treated to. Uh, another lovely Dark Souls trope, and yeah. then gargoyles will come to the cliff you're on and carry you down to an undead settlement below the Wall of Lothric. And uh, then this area is a bit bloodborne, and that's got lots of like congregations of weird undead things, and they're that like you don't fuck with. Yeah, there's like large groups of them. I don't know, looking at, like, you know, undead who have turned into a tree or, like, they're all around a fire or yeah, like that. And if you're really stupid, then you can aggro about 15 at once. But I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did it once. No, no I did. <laughs> I fought him. Uh, I took on the, the – there's this big congregation. It's, like, the first big congregation you see. And there is 
pretty sure are 13 of them, including a fucking caster, and he's a mad dickhead. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you roll up on him, and I'm like, yeah, first couple of times I ran around, and then I had this sort of, I had this sort of um, way through that I could use, a shortcut that I could use, and on the other side of it was this uh, Estes soup that I could drink. Yeah. And it worked like an Estes flask. Mm. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to kill this priest guy and all all his people. And so I rolled up and attacked him. And uh, it didn't go so well. <laughs> uh, there's way too many of them. Um, yeah, there's a... But I persevered. Of course you did. Of course I did. And uh, it took me seven attempts. Uh, but once I managed to get to the fucking caster first... Uh, and kill him quick. Uh, it's her, isn't it? Is it? She's always laughing at you. Oh, okay. no. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a fat dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, the rest of the guys are pretty easy. You can just like they don't seem to attack more than two at once. I think three at once is the max. Uh, the um, caster has this really weird attack where he like sets himself on fire and, and then embraces yeah. you. And he like he hugs you with this fire hug, but then he like he sets you down really gently as though he's <laughs> caressing you down on the ground. It's weird, yeah. but it's cool. And then he tries to hit you if you're still alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have to roll away from that shit. Um, he's uh yeah. Once you murder him though, yeah, the rest of them are okay because you pretty much got their number already if you fought your way through the rest of the level. Um, there's none of those little tiny guys that roll around and stab you. Those, you know those guys that drop from the fucking roofs? Yeah. Fuck them. Oh, they're so annoying. Slaves. Um, there's another red-eyed guy. Uh, pretty close to the S, there's Soup. Yep. But he goes down like a... He goes pretty easy, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's not a red-eyed knight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just, I think he just um he goes like fucking nuts at you though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got dual blades and he tries to slash you to death. But if you dodge past that attack hmm. and he misses, he'll just attack in and you can backstab him fucking super easy. Hmm. Um, I love this area. Hey, like I think it looks better than anything I ever saw in uh, in Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne focused too much on gothic architecture than it did on uh really uh like varieties of <laughs> anything well like this this is like a this is a natural progression down from the castle like the high wall of lothric is sort of the outer walls of this castle that you're you can see in the background at all times on the skybox Right, so uh, you can always see this giant castle up in the sky, and you're sort of heading downwards away from it. Um, and what what exists outside the outer walls? The a, a fucking village, a, a village for a castle. Like, uh, and that's what this is. Like Bloodborne, it was sort of you're stuck in these uh, Victorian London streets of a world gone mad, and uh, everything sort of staggered on top of that it was like layers on top of that basic concept but here there's a sense of you know a world gone mad mm. but there's that it natural was all dream as well of course and and i used to read bergenworth magazine <laughs> oh notorious um 
Yeah, uh, the bags of bodies, like the body bags hanging from the ceiling and yeah. clusters and the, like, just jammed in fucking cages with <clears throat> limbs hanging out of them that occasionally will attack you and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty pretty awesome it's pretty awesome i'm uh, i'm a fan of this area uh, yeah. everything looks like uh fucking lovecraftian village if lovecraftian uh lovecraft like through caution of the wind decided like everything had already gone completely right. mad uh which yeah i think it's awesome um you can spend a bit of time in this area yeah it's 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 quite big as well um, there's like tangential areas to, on this that like just only lead back around to the area and lots of like there's a shortcut that isn't actually the best shortcut like there's actually I think there might be two of them um, Yeah, which is cool you don't really see that that often like you've got layers of shortcuts yeah um, and yeah there's there's a lot a lot going on in this area which is cool um. Yeah, and like the fucking spear guy, right? Like you walk into this area. I walked in and I had spoil for me. I was a bit disappointed. Uh, I had the PR rep standing behind yeah. me. He's like, "Uh, do you see all those spears in the ground? You might not want to stand around too long." I would have liked to have found out that I shouldn't have yeah. been staying around for too long by uh standing around too long. I guess yeah, just spoil for everyone listening. I guess I did, but we did. <laughs> we did do the spoiler tag. Yeah, but um, no, nah, he's very naughty. He he does that too often. <laughs> I've warned him about that. I've told him you need to let people find that out for themselves. Um, but yeah, it's that's an awesome area, though. I mean, you you could tell. I could tell something was wrong. Like I walked in and these crows flew away, and I'm like. This doesn't look right. This place doesn't look right. Like it's a stark contrast away from where, like the rest of the area, and the rest of the area is already pretty fucking horrifying. But then you walk in, and it's basically a graveyard, hmm. and it's just like dotted with these spears sticking out of it, like it's the back of a fucking porcupine and echidna, uh, just yeah waiting for you to walk in and you're like okay uh some shit's going down here and then you see a big cluster of enemies and then they just disappear and uh (laughs) yeah the the fucking ground erupts and uh yeah it's um it's pretty good you can uh you can bait the enemies, I was I was doing a lot of baiting the enemies to stand where I'd just been standing so that they'd cop the spears uh, so I could get some free souls out of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, after that, you're pretty fucking close to the third boss, aren't you? Yeah. We, we, we barely talked. Like, there's shitloads of explosions in this area uh explosive barrels are fucking littered everywhere which is a mad pain in the ass there's probably one of the tougher gauntlets that i've seen in a while like it's not fucking that alley arches in houses Anna. yeah that yeah it's not the arches of Wando hard but it's still rough like i don't know what you mean 
the yeah, there's an alley and there's a caster right up the back, casting hexes at you constantly, and uh, shit's jumping out of the fucking doors nonstop. And uh, when you finally get down the bottom, uh, there's some guys up above shooting arrows at you. You're talking about the dilapidated bridge bonfire. Uh, I'm sure, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think I know. There's there's one of two areas which you could mean, but yeah. Like you go through there's a few different ways you can come at that because you can yeah. go through in like a few different ways. Yeah. So that you you might be coming at that like from the behind, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. So if you come at it from the yeah front, it's a uh, it's a mad hectic gauntlet. That's you the way I went through. Up. Yeah. yeah so fire bombs at the explosive barrels as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically your best plan, uh, is to explode those first. Hmm. Uh, before they can explode them while you're next to them. But yeah, uh, you get some new weapons though, finally. Uh, I got a great scythe. Mm. Best weapon cool. in the first game. Yeah, it was fucking baller. I couldn't fucking hold it for shit. I had to two-hand it. Um, got a whip. I had to two-hand that as well, which seems fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the wind's, uh, weapon skill is interesting. What's the weapon skill in the whip? It uh, it does a because if you're holding it from the right uh, in your right hand, like it'll normally arc from the right. Um, but if you do the the weapon skill, which takes up a bit a tiny bit of mana, yep. but it'll arc it from the left, and it will it's designed to go around shields and it will sap stamina. Wow. Okay, that's pretty good. It's like if you're using the whip against a shield bearing enemy, you can sap their stamina to the point where it's like you'll guard break him or something with a normal strike or something like that. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a few weapons around that have like, because a lot of the same stuff that falls under the same umbrella, like swords, like, you know, short sword, long sword, often have like the same weapon skill moves, which is like a big old thrust with a lot of poise break. But And then like axes all have like a war cry that increase damage. Maces all have like a thing that increases poise. Um, and I'll, yeah, by and large they'll be the same but occasionally you get something like the whip which is pretty different and interesting uh, the short bow does like three quick legolas strikes uh, long bow does like one really strong uh, arrow that uh, pierces shields and like the shield piercing stuff on the rapiers uh, and estoc and stuff like that I was playing around with that and it's it works quite well. Like it, it guard breaks the enemy, yeah, and just goes right through their shield and strikes them. So it's like you spend a little bit of mana, but it's like yeah, your shield is just nothing against yeah. this. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I I think the weapon arts are really cool. I think it's a really yeah interesting uh, and change to the game. One of the interesting things as well is that one the boss weapons. Yeah that you make out of boss souls each have their own unique weapon art. Unique ones, right. Which I think uh, hopefully will be enough to make them useful enough to use this time around because in previous games you don't really actually practically use the boss weapons. Oh, come on. The Moonlight Greatsword. Wow. It's world class, buddy. Especially before they uh, nerfed Crystal Weapon. Yeah, I never really used it. Oh, dude. I don't Before do they nerfed Crystal Weapon, 
It was goofy. It was just making the game harder, not easier. (laughs) Uh, uh... They they had some really interesting stuff. Like Dark Souls 2 had some really interesting stuff. Like um, the Lost Sinner's Sword scaled with sin, which is like super cool. Uh, and but it's actually like the the main practical thing about it is that its reach was a little bit longer than everyone expected. So it's like if you're using it in PvP or whatever, it would have a little bit longer on that swipe than than everyone would expect. But still, just not practical enough to use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, in PvP, though, the crystal weapon version of the Moonlight Greatsword would get you mega flamed yeah like, properly fucking flamed yeah it's hilarious uh actually i did use one boss weapon in pvp which is that spider web sword mm. yeah where it's like you, you hit him with the spider web, <laughs> oh, yeah and then they slow down yeah and then after that i would hit him with the poison cloud uh-huh. so it's like they, they couldn't get out of the poison cloud quick enough and then i'd just chase him down because then they'd have to run away and heal and then i'd chase them down and while they heal i'm like bop, 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 stabbing you classic um but yeah um there's only two boss weapons you can get in the demo we played oh no four four boss weapons yeah and you don't get a boss soul off the first boss yeah so you get a boss soul off uh vault 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 or whatever his name is uh the dog man Voigt. And you get a boss soul off the third boss. Yes. The big tree. Big tree. Um, and this one was kind of spoiled in the trailer. The most recent trailer, yeah. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. But And also, a lot of the playthroughs that they had online, I think, like or maybe just one of them, like showed this. And oh. it showed, showed the moment. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, and I, I worry that it's like actually one of the most shown moments now, and it's like, yeah, it's a shame because it's a cool moment. It, it'd be a really cool moment for anyone who doesn't know about it. So I guess maybe we'll do an additional spoiler warning. If uh, you want I'm, I'm I don't know about it. Yeah, you did the boss fight. No, I didn't. You went into the tree, you didn't you? Seen it. Yeah, I saw it, but I didn't finish it. Oh, no, don't worry about it. No, no, no it's, the, it's the, the start of it. The spoiler is the start of it. So, like, additional spoiler warning here right right now, but if you, yeah, you go into this giant arena, and clearly you, you sense that the arena is a bit bossy because, you know, it's a big open arena, and of course there's going to be a boss there, but actually there's just a bunch of hollows there worshipping a giant tree, and you start killing hollows, and they start coming at you, and... You kill about six of them or something, and then all of a sudden this giant tree just kind of like turns around, and it's actually just a giant tree monster, and starts coming at you. And um, what happens next, Joe? I don't know how much you want to say. Um. Yeah, no, like, what's well, they spoil in the fucking trailer? So keep yeah. going. Keep yeah, going. so like, there's these soft bits in it that you can attack, and then once you get to a certain stage. Um, it kind of like it jumps up and down and then it cracks the ground underneath you and then you fall into this pit and then like in the upper level all these hollows were coming at you and infinitely respawning Uh 
Yeah. But at the lower bit, there's no more hollows, but it, it brings out this extra arm to try and attack you. Yeah. And um, you still get soft bits. Yeah, you still got to find it, the pustules. So, uh, I like the the extra enemies. So you're constantly dodging. Except it, like, I actually think it gets way easier in the second half of the fucking fight. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, yeah, in in the first part, you're constantly dodging all these fucking enemies. And if you kill one, or if the boss kills one, uh, another one spawns. And the, like, they drop down from the fucking. There's these. The walls have arcading on them. Uh, and the arcading has rooms in them, so the AI sort of spawns up there and then drops down. So you, it's not like it's spawning on top of you or anything. Yeah. Uh, they're coming out to help their tree god, yeah. and that's it's super awesome when you like you're backed up against the wall trying to get away from this fucking tree thing, and then the fucking hollow drops down next to you. And you're like fuck, you got to dodge mm. out of the way and shit. Um, sure. It's a uh, it's it's a it's a cool fight. Uh, working out how to fucking do a decent amount of damage to it is it's it's a challenge i was trying to hit its vulnerable bits yep. with a uh a rapier or an s-talk i had an s-talk yeah yeah i was watching he has like it. thrusts and like some of the vulnerable bits are like above like head level so you need something that will like uh have an arc like a swing arc and this thing has no swing arc it only has like thrusts so I was just being a moron, just like trying to hit these bits, and like all the all the bits that were like chest level, I got until I got to these ones where I had to hit them like above head level, and eventually I just like ended up backing up heaps and trying to fire these long range arrows at it, and it would move and avoid the arrows and stuff. But eventually I got it. Yeah, it was a stupid way to beat it though. <laughs> like I was being a moron about how I went about it. Yeah, but uh, you did it. That's all that matters. Um... I uh, when I first went in there, I was doing yeah, fuck all damage to it, and it was super super rough. But uh, once the pustules exploded and I did a bunch of damage, that's when I knew it was just a matter of time. It's one of those like one of those proper Dark Souls moments, in my opinion, when you like have it's it's a mental block, it's a mental hurdle that you over uh, overcome, like you're like. Yeah, this is going to take me fucking forever. It's like the ancient dragon in Dark yeah. Souls 2. Once you work out just how far away you have to run away when he goes up high, mm. it's so fucking simple. Like you just you get it done. Mm. Uh, it's still like time consuming, but you know you can get it done then. And yeah, it's just a matter of time after that. And mm. that's that's just fucking so Dark Souls to me. Um. Once you beat him, you get the yeah, you get the ability to make boss style weapons. So it was well within the realms of the demo. Um, it was uh, interesting uh, yeah. being able to make boss style weapons. I uh, made a great sword mm-hmm. out of uh, Tree Man, and uh, it was actually pretty beastly. Did a yeah. fair chunk of damage. There's, uh, it's like a anti hollow great sword. Says it's good against hollows. Yeah, yeah. I still actually my Uchi Katana though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I think great swords in general, they look cool, but they're only good in certain situations. Um, they're a little better in Dark Souls Three because the great sword weapon art, I think, gives it a bit of utility. In that, um, and I don't think a lot of people picked up on this, but this is something I noticed back in the early demos. 
that uh, I might have talked about this actually, where like the normal greatsword arc is right to left, and then the strong is up down. Whereas if you trigger the the art, um, then the swing becomes left right, or the strong is down up, and the down up launches them. Um, and the left right is handy if there's like some kind of pillar or shield in the way. Um, so it, like if you know the the right to left arc is going to be blocked by some environmental object or weather shield, you can trigger the art and go left right. And, yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit easier to use them now. It's like, you know, you're not completely stimmied if there's a pillar to your right. Um, but still, it's like I've seen people just go around with a greatsword all game, and I'm like, I really think they're hurting themselves. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Like, I, I've come across, like, quick, small swords that just have these, like, you can get four slashes and and do so much more damage. Yeah... But yeah, that sword, that great sword, scales with luck, which is cool. Luck is like a stat that you can invest into, and it increases your item drop rate. Yeah, and that scales with it. It's not something that you normally invest a lot into. No, I would not invest any into. But it would be worth testing out how much damage you can do, because like on top of investing into luck as an attribute, you could also like try different like there's luck increasing items and on top of that there's luck consumables like if you consume those copper coins it says it great greatly increases your luck for a temporary amount of time so it's like i wonder if this is i bet you can do that like you can consume a copper coin where the items and then put some kind of like fire consumable on the sword so i wonder what kind of damage you could get out of that and maybe yeah. redstone on top of it, because why not? We're going nuts here. Nice. Awesome. Um, what else is there? Up to the top of the tower, uh, there's a whole bunch of shit. If once you spend your 20,000 souls to get up there, uh, back at oh, the yeah. Firelink Shrine, I mean. Yeah, that's uh, that to me seemed like it was kind of like lore-wise. Um uh, like a, a resting place for all the fire keepers. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Um, I found something like a fire keeper's soul or something. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. I thought I was supposed to give it to a um, an NPC that apparently had lost its soul, but. Yeah, and she like tried to be a fire keeper. She yeah. wasn't enough. She said her soul wasn't strong enough. But I couldn't work out how to get to her anyway, so, I, yeah, didn't really matter. Yeah, instead you give it to the level-up lady, the yep. firekeeper, and she can. it allows her to heal the dark sigil. And that has something to do with what we were talking about before. The madness. Which you guys don't want me to talk about. madness, which we will not be talking about, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah. So, uh. There's, uh, there's actually an encounter that didn't happen to you. Oh, really? And in that tower. And I wasn't sure if it was just because of something you did or whether it was just that code. Right. So I guess I shouldn't talk about it just to be safe. Yeah, probably it's not. It's like an NPC encounter. Okay. Yeah, don't talk about it. Uh, it's cool, though. It's cool going on the top. Hey? Yeah. You can yeah, find the, the crow. Scrock, 
give me shiny. Yeah. Give me smooth. Give me smooth. Yeah. <laughs> the classic snow. Ah, snow, crow. Um, I dropped something there, and it was like, yeah, that's good. And then I quit the game. Uh-huh. And then got back in, and then I had nothing, because I forgot that they changed it. <laughs> oh. Because like, in the early days, like in Demon Souls and that, like you had to drop it, quit out, yep. and then get back, and then the new item would be there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they changed it, so it's like you don't have to do that, and you can just pick it up straight away. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that, and I quit, and then I lost whatever. I don't know what I got for that. Hilarious. <laughs> Gold. Um, what else did you do? Cool, Luke. Uh, that was it, really. Okay. Yeah, I think mean, you yeah. guys have, have explained it all. Yeah. Uh, I didn't fight the third boss because I didn't realize who was supposed to. Right. Yeah. Um, cause it's not really a, it's more of a side boss. It's not, it's not really something that stops you from progressing. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think it's pretty critical to get what it gives you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it does seem like you could probably skip it for a little while. Yeah. It's one of those ones where you can come back yeah. and kind of do it later. And that, that's what I thought it was. So, right. Um, but, but then after I skipped that bit, I was like, that's pretty much the end of the demo. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Well, I'm going to go. Um, cause I jumped in there and tried to, uh, hit him a couple times and didn't do any damage. And then I was like, oh, okay, let's go hit this part. And I did like 14 damage. And then I was like, well, I'm clearly not supposed to be in here yet. <laughs> and then started looking around for like, is there a trick to it? Um, uh, huh. Because all those other ads were in there as well. I was kind of just looking for maybe there's something in the environment I'm supposed to do. Uh, and then kind of just gave up and was like, ah, I'm going to go somewhere else. But that was really all that was left to do. So, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I had to get out of there. My parking was pretty right. much about done. Yeah. It was it was done by over an hour. So Those heavy gems and stuff, they work quite well. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the heavy gems worth doing this time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the heavy gems make your weapon scale more with strength. Sharp gems make them scale more with dex, and refined makes them scale more with strength and dex. And raw gives them good damage, but gets rid of their scaling. Yeah. And then that's the early game stuff. And then right. you've got fire as well. Um, but then, like, then it gets into other stuff. I think beyond the demo. But um, yeah, I upgraded like uh, a weapon with. Uh, heavy and it went from D strength scaling to B and I was like that's pretty significant um, raw seems like it would be a good early game just because it's like you know get some damage um, you're not going to have great stats yet so just get that damage um, and then yeah maybe later on if you want to change it like you can use you have to use uh, I think if you just get rid of a, an infusion the weapon will go from like plus whatever to plus zero. Oh, okay. Um, unless you use something called a shriving stone, uh-huh. and that will that will maintain its upgrades if you change its infusion. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, later on in the game, you you can use a shriving stone, and I guess just uh, change it from like plus seven raw to plus seven sharp or something like that. If you're like in the case of the Uchi, that might be what you do. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, from, from D to B is, like, a big deal, <laughs> you know. Now you're scaling. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I am so fucking pumped for this game. I, it's, I ache. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think about playing it more a lot. It's, yeah, yeah. It's enough to make me want to load up Dark Souls Two in the meantime, or like at least finish the Bloodborne DLC or something. Like I want I, I am, like, I'm actually going to take my PlayStation with me and Luke's copy of Bloodborne, <laughs> and. Uh, go replay through the game so I can fucking do the DLC while I go oh, yeah. on holidays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll have to do that too because NG plus Ludwig is just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I want to try a different build in Bloodborne anyway. Like, I only ever did my dex build, so. Oh, uh, yeah, do the Kirkhammer, dude. Yeah, I think I will because I missed out on it last time and everyone was going bananas about it. So that's yeah, fun. go Kirkhammer into Whirly Gig Saw. Nice. Yeah, I've got to do the saw, man. I've got to do that. So cool. Yeah. Just slam people down on the ground and then rev the saw and all this blood goes everywhere. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyway, let's do some news, shall we? Let's wrap this up. I thought it was going to be a short one, pardon me. Yeah, but then you went on about Dark Souls for I'm sorry, my bad. Mobbird. Yeah, sorry, not sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, the Hots, Hots, as we should be calling them Heroes of the Storm or Heroes. Yeah. Hots. Hots. We call it Hots. The ANZ finals were on over the weekend. Is that right? Yes, the season one finals are on this weekend. And cool. uh, the, uh, the team Negative Synergy won. Uh, Negative Synergy is a team made up of... Um, Former Team Immunity White, uh, XR5, and uh, Team Immunity Black players. It's yeah. basically sort of almost a super team. And uh, I talked to them, a super team, to the extent that this region has super teams. Um, and, uh, yeah, I talked to I talked to the captain, uh, Robert's Robert Dober. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me that, yeah, they named it because basically at the start, of the team's lifespan, all five of them wanted to clutch constantly. And mm. so they'd all be trying to pull off idiotic plays and uh, they had no fucking synergy at all. And so that's where their name came from. Um, yeah. But that's not the case anymore. I, I was watching on the weekend and uh, they only dropped one game and basically fresh, the other team, uh, the team that made the finals, fresh made the... Uh, the winner's bracket lost to negative synergy, uh, won in the loser's bracket, and then had to face negative synergy again. Uh, um, and they managed to take a game off them. They basically just picked some weird shit that negative synergy weren't ready for. They had an Abathur. They f- picked Abathur first, uh, which threw NS a lot, apparently. And, yeah, uh, of, like I'd be interested to see what they banned after that. Like if they banned the Cho or the Illidan or the Butcher or something. Uh, I don't recall, but um, yeah, then they managed to basically just uh, overpressure them. They're on uh, Dragonite, whatever it's called, mm. Shrine of the Dragonite or whatever, um, whatever that map is, and uh, yeah. Fresh managed to beat them, but um, yeah, then Native Synergy just finished them off. 
pretty much. Uh, and yeah, just trounced them. So now they'll be going to, they won, um, they won $8,000 out of the $20,000 USD prize pool. Uh-huh. Uh, and now they're heading to Korea next month to play okay. in the world finals, which is pretty awesome. Get smashed. Uh, they probably will. Yeah. Like they've, they can't scream against anyone. They're apparent at the moment. They're screaming against uh, Singaporean teams. Yeah. With a hundred plus ping disadvantage. Uh, cause the Australian teams aren't going to scream with them anymore. And yeah, so it's going to be pretty fucking rough on them. The Australian teams are probably, I mean, if it's anything like us last time, the Australian teams will disband and just not be scrimming much at all. It seems like that is exactly what's happening. Yeah. But if it's uh, anything like last time, then they just won't have a great attitude and just see it as a free overseas trip and oh. be pretty blase about the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I went to Vegas with two of the, like there's two carryovers from the Vegas crew. Uh, immunity and I went to Vegas with them yeah yeah and uh, they waited until too late to kick it into high gear right just kind of joking around hmm. but you know we'll see I think they've maybe they'll have less union commitments this time around and actually really go for it yeah we'll see I still you know they'll get smashed I think but Hopefully they can take a couple of games or do better than one of the other lower tier regions as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the seating works, but yeah, like we'll probably be in a group stage with like, you know, nine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, two, I mean, if if it's Korea, like, are we going to be up against like MVP black and shit like that? Yeah. Um, we don't really stand too much of a chance. Like that's the world's best. So like some of the Korean teams, they're like MVP black and stuff like that. They're saying are always in with a chance to win the world stuff. So yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, anyway, it was, uh, it was interesting talking to them. They're complicated to get in touch with, but, um, yeah, man, I was trying to like interview them over Skype for Game Informer and they're just not really interested yeah uh, promoting ourselves nah yeah rather not it's odd it's weird <laughs> um I don't think they like I don't think they care <laughs> I think I think it's just a free overseas trip uh it seems like they care a bit more about this one like that's the the purpose of the the super team mm. is because they actually want to go far mm. so it see like it seemed to me like they at least Roba and uh, the team manager I talked to, they seem to give a fuck. Mm. Um, if like maybe the others don't, but yeah, those those two definitely did. Yeah, I think Roba was one of the ones like because I was talking to him pre-trip last yeah. time, like pre-Vegas, and like a bunch of them were just going, "Yeah, I'm not really practicing." Like, "Yeah, I'm not really playing the game." In the lead up to it, it's like, "Yeah, whatever." And then Roba Doba, I think, was he chimed in with. You know, actually, I'm playing a lot of the game, and I'm I'm practicing quite a bit. I don't know about you guys, but I'm making time for it. So yeah, yeah. Maybe his attitude's just better. Yeah, maybe you just found a bunch of guys who also have a similarly good attitude. You know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of esports shit, uh, 
avant garde, uh, who I've obviously interviewed a bunch of times, have abandoned their team. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're no longer avant garde. Um, they Which are. Sorry? The Smite team? Yeah, the Smite team. Yeah, they're now Team Pandemonium. Oh, yeah. Uh, panda spelled like a panda bear. Uh, and their team owner is uh, Chinglish, who is a he is I think Australia's second biggest streamer. Oh yeah, he's been wanting to set up a esports team for a while, and uh, I guess he's finally done it, which is cool for him, but uh, also cool for the Avant guys. I actually, uh, I've had to sit on this one for a while, and then it finally came up. I, I saw them all changing their uh, <coughs> Twitter handles. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, why are you removing Avant from your name? And they're like, oh, don't tell anyone. But <laughs> it's public. Uh, it, no, no, this was this was last week. It only went public today. No, but I mean, like, if they're changing the Twitter handles, then oh yeah, definitely. This is oh, public knowledge. Yeah, I just don't nobody just gave knows. a shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's probably it. Um, except like I linked. I made I created links to their Twitter handles when yeah. I wrote a story about them. So now those are all dead. Yeah. Well done, well done, knobs. Um, no, but uh, But anyway, so uh, that's that's I don't know sort of news. Um, they'll probably still win everything. Uh, Pokemon Suns and Moons, uh, new Pokemon. Pokemon sort of revealed. I don't really know anything about it. Neither do I. Other than there's two of them. Stuff. Yeah, there's two of them. Um, what do you know, Jung? Tell us what you know. Nothing about Pokemon. Perfect. Uh, on the ball. Rise of the Tomb Raider PC, PC sales tripled. Yeah. The Xbox sales of the same game. Tripled. Yeah. yeah. PC gaming's dead, yo. PC gaming is dead, and apparently, fucking six months of exclusivity. Like, couldn't even fucking save Xbox that much. Jesus Christ. That is a... That's a rough one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's bad. Not good. It's not good. Uh, Remedy trademarks Alan Wake's return. Yes, they did. Get it? Get hype. (laughs) It's hard to get hype. I've been waiting on their last game for the last 15 years. Well, that's, that's Microsoft's fault, that one. Oh sure, sure it is. It was supposed to be uh, an exclusive, but yep, fuck that up as well. Jeez, oh jeez, wow. Uh, yeah, so Alan Wake's return. That uh, for I don't know for a game about an imaginative author. That's probably the least imaginative title I can fucking think of. Don't you think? No. Well, he's returning. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, before I yeah. Would you like Revelation or something? Or why does it? Why did no? Like Alan Wake's Revelation. Call it Revolutions. Like, call it Frog Fractions Three or something. Call it something fucking interesting. Not Alan Wake Rises. Yeah, Revengeance. Revengeance. I want it to be Revengeance. That's what I wish it was. Um. Anyway, uh, new Alan Wake, I guess. So. I don't know, shine a light at something and then shoot it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 
10 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gabe fired Dota 2 guy. Yeah, that's, that's a headline <laughs> for you. That's funny. Yeah. We'll go on. Uh, so I can go into it. Uh, over the weekend, the, um, the Shanghai Major um, started, which is one of uh, Valve's premier tournaments that they now do every four, I don't know, couple of months. They're doing four of them. Um, so they'll do three majors and the international. Uh, this one's a $3 million prize pool. And uh, the production behind it has been a bit flaky um, in terms of like issues with games starting not on time and uh, audio problems and weird shit like that. Just the usual stuff that you'd expect from Chinese Dota because um, they've got so many issues over there with internet and whatnot. But... Anyway, during these uh, these issues, they've got panels and hosts that are kind of trying to keep things together. Um, yeah. But when you've got these issues that are happening, you can have moments of like hours to, you know, hour, hour and a half of wait time between each game because they're trying to sort out issues. Anyway, uh, second day into production, um, basically after like one of the games... Um, I was actually watching at the, at the time. I think it was a Friday night. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, the guy that was hosting it was like, all right, I'm not coming back. I've just been told I've been fired. Um, so they got someone to replace them. This is like two hours later because there was another wait. But yeah, they were quite upset with his hosting, uh, the, well, the way he was hosting. Uh, and right. there was a huge blow up about it. Basically, it's been one of the biggest stories on, on Dota 2 Reddit for a very long time. Uh, and he's basically come out since then and, and given his statement after Gabe jumped onto Reddit and said, you know, the guy's an ass. Uh, we've been having problems with him in the past. Blah, blah, blah. We've also fired the production company. Um, and we'll be getting new people into, to do all those duties. And then, and so he's come along now and said, you know, I've, I've only ever spoken to Gabe twice. We've never had any problems in the past. They knew what I was, you know, they knew what type of host I was. They told me to, to be myself. All this, like, basically, like, a 17-page document yep. listing all the issues they've had in the past and how he's tried to fix them and um, how he doesn't think it's his, like, fault and how he's put all this time into, uh, you know, building the community and all this other stuff. Uh, and a bunch of the other panelists and hosts and, like, really big, voices in the community have come out in support of him and saying like you know this is a problem with valve's expectations of trying to be like legitimize it as a sport rather than an esport um you know getting everybody to present a certain way um which a lot of them are against they don't you know because it's been built up from a, an esport um, and, you know, the community was there because that's what they've grown up with and they don't think they should be forced to, I guess, go into a different direction and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, basically, so all these people have come out and support, um, which I guess is a good thing as well because now they're starting to talk about creating unions for some of these guys that, that do this as a living um, to be able to stop this sort of thing from happening and, and companies like Val having so much control over getting like getting these guys to do specific things yeah um and it's something that they like as soon as this happened it was they were talking about all right starting unions pretty much straight away and it looks like they're going to have meetings and that sort of thing but it could be quite impactful in terms of esports in general if what it could do 
Like I, uh, you know, I, I wasn't watching, uh, but I have, I, I, you know, sort of, it was pretty huge on Reddit uh, and uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. when it happened. So uh, I did sort of catch up on on what sort of what happened. Uh, got you know an outsider looking in sort of fucking idea of it. Um, I think the dude was pretty fucking out of line. Uh, like I get the idea. That they don't want it to be professional, but it's professional, right? Like, to whatever extent you want to define the word, like, the work that they're supposed to be doing is work. It's supposed to be professional. And I understand that, you know, they want to, you know, keep the fucking community concept alive and, you know, it was built by the community, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point, they have to abandon Twitch memes and do a fucking do the job that they're supposed to be doing and like some of the shit that like the whiteboard stuff that's for, like that's just goofy the the guy shouldn't be fucking punished for using a whiteboard that's stupid as fuck um but like the jokes about uh it wasn't like it wasn't the joke about masturbation so much as it was <laughs> the joke about masturbating to disabled people yeah, uh, that was going too far. I understand how that's going too far. He should have been reprimanded though, uh, and he, he did. He made another. Uh, he was he was calling players bitches and shit. And like you can't do that. Like you can call players bad, but you can't call them bottom bitch and stuff like that. That shit's not on, right? right. Like, come on. How do you fucking think that's okay, right? And See, that's, that's that's the problem though. Is that that's like he's done this before and he's. Um, like he's hosted a lot of these tournaments, and Valve knew what his hosting style was, and they've like he he's got screenshots of conversations with them saying, "Yeah, do your thing," and then for them to come back and be like, "No, that's we don't want yeah. you to do it that style." That's like completely to what they've told him not to do. Yeah, but there's that's there's a, like right. what I'm saying is that there's a difference. Like, look at Shaq on inside the Shaq and like Charles on inside the NBA, right? Hmm. Like, they have bats, they have their fucking, they have their jibber-jabber, right? But they're not going too far with it most of the time, yeah. if and anyone you, is. You have to be able to stall. Like, you have to be able to stall as a commentator or a presenter without dissing the network you're on and the game you're talking about. Like, especially in esports, when there's so much technical difficulty, you have to be able to stall. Yeah. I read one of his complaints. It was like, well, there's so much wrong going on. What am I supposed to do? Well, it's like it happens a lot. I mean, it happens at every single esports event ever. Yeah. The commentators just have to be able to stall. You have to have something up your sleeve, talk meta for a little bit, joke around. Yeah. I didn't see it, but the stuff you're talking about, yeah. I wouldn't want to hear it in, in something that I was watching. You know. Like- I, I, I can't believe that the other announcers are backing him on it. I guess, you know, their jobs rely on community support and the community is well behind him. But uh, I don't know. I would, if I had that as my profession, I would be aghast to think that my peers were acting so unprofessionally. It makes all of them look bad. Hmm. The main point that I think he has is that, like... Uh like, A, they, they told him, like, they, they got him back for a second time knowing what he was like. Yep. But that's not even the main thing. It's like the main thing is that they told him to be himself. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it was miscommunication internally. Because I think the, the 
screenshot of combo was with Ice Frog, whereas it looks like Gabe made the decision. What but, uh, what should have happened is that right after he made his masturbating to disabled Chinese people joke, uh, someone should have said, "Hey." You can't make jokes like that. So it's definitely on someone, like it's someone at Valve's problem, right? It's it's not on him entirely that he got fired because he should have been fucking reined in the moment they realized that he was uh, thinking about going too far, right? Like if if they told him to be himself, even if they didn't tell him to be himself, right? They shouldn't, it shouldn't be like one, one and done when he's trying to delay for an hour and a half every day, right? But they should be able to like go to him and say, "Hey, uh, topics you shouldn't be talking about: wanking to uh, disabled people." Uh, <laughs> and let's put let's pretend that that's the line, okay? Mm-hmm. And don't go any further than that. Actually, let's let's pretend that's the line, and that then just drop about yeah. ten points back just from that. Bring, okay? bring that line back a bit, yeah. yeah. Like be yourself. Be yourself no further than 10 points towards that line, okay? Whatever that might be. Like, um, you can link to someone with an IQ of, like, 90. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. When when he comes out with, yeah, uh, these players are bottom bitches. Uh, yeah, the people at fault are technically Valve for not telling him to fucking rein it in earlier. But this is like, this all comes back to the, the thing that I keep saying that esports commentary needs, which is a fucking director slash producer who has a clear vision and clear like control over the scenario, which doesn't yeah. seem to be happening at Valve with Dota. I mean, they're like firing their production company as well. Yeah. And like yeah they yeah. well they fired the, this to the extent that they did like fucking the the other thing that i think is well on his side is that like apparently they told him not to like to stay quiet about it and then Gabe jumped on reddit and fucking threw him under the bus called yeah. him an ass that shit isn't well not on that's not on that's horse shit yeah. um yeah like if you're going to expect professional courtesy <laughs> Maybe he could try sending some his way as well, yeah. right? Oh, fucking hell. Um, but yeah, it just seems like I don't know a lot of mismanagement going on. Yeah, and it's I think it's an interesting question as to whether like the um, like those particular jokes would actually turn anyone away from the sport and the game because like you would get. Obviously, like when you're when you're talking about broadcast uh, sports, then you've got families watching, and those things have ratings and stuff like that. And um, you can't say that stuff. But how much of that applies to the online broadcasts? Uh, surely there must be young kids watching. Mm. But is anyone going to be so offended that they walk away? And I don't think any of the rating stuff applies. It might just just be more of a moral thing where it's like, yeah, and no, I think that's the problem is they haven't they haven't set guidelines. They've just said do your thing, yeah, and then gone actually, no, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, well that that's definitely that's definitely one like that's that's the situation there. Uh, I think I think like they do need to dictate like 
how they pe- want people to fucking talk about this shit, though. Like, 100%. Because, I mean, look at the look at the fighting game community's uh, commentary for Lupe Fiasco versus uh, Daigo, right? Yeah. Lots of casual observers rolled in and declared that they probably wouldn't, they'd probably mute Street Fighter matches from there on out because... Like, and, and the thing is, right, like, the fighting game community loves the hype uh, from the commentators that they get so, you know, enthusiastic about shit. But the reality is, if I'm, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, well, I don't, I don't think it's amusing. I, I don't think it's funny to hear something like, I don't think loud is funny, personally. It's not like, oh, yeah, he's loud, so he must, that that's funny or entertaining. That's just not how I approach entertainment that's and i think yeah it is it is (laughs) no offense to your motherland but um yeah like it is just sort of it is going to turn people off from watching that shit right like at the end of the day so that's going to mean less eyes for the game that's going to mean less like eyeballs it's going to mean a worse first impression for people and so i understand where like what their position is, but they fucked up how they're handling it. Like just, if that was my first impression, like if I just tuned in to see what a Dota cast was like, yeah. I'd just be like, wow, I don't want much of this in my yeah. life. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I mean, ignoring like <laughs> if, if, if they're going to fire him over that, then uh, Valve needs to take some responsibility for the fuck ups that led to, needing to stall for that long anyway. I mean, yeah, you definitely, like, you do. You do you're always going to have to stall at an esports event because shit happens. But an hour and a half break is uh, kind of ludicrous. Yeah. Um, it's, it, like... But the thing is, like, when, when that happens, and it happens occasionally, like, you know, Counter-Strike and Hearts events and stuff like that, everyone praises the commentators because it's obvious what they're doing. Yep. And then everyone gets on Reddit afterwards and goes, man, hats off to you. Like, you you pulled that off. I wouldn't have been able to sit there and just talk utter shit yep. for an hour and a half. But you, you did it, and you made it mildly entertaining, so well done to you. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, it's not their fault. Everyone gets that. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, Valve needs to take some responsibility for allowing it to happen in the fucking first place. Like, like it's not all on him. And, like, firing the production team isn't good enough either because it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Like, mm. has the product is it the first time the production team's ever done anything or something? Like, what the fuck is going on there? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just bananas. But, um, yeah. I'm just so, like, I'm so over the um the excessive banter anyway it's like and like valve have had years to do something about it in counter-strike but like i mean i'm all for like a little bit of banter but just some people care more about banter than they do the game right yeah like if i were to tune into a cast like that i'd be like oh this is just another um k pro just just bantering just like it's like the culture of banter has made it into the cast now and yeah i don't want a piece of that like it's not that i'm so sensitive i can't take a bit of banter it's just like i'm so bored of it yeah it's like well i I think because it also it relies so heavily on either reference humor to things you might not have a base of reference to or and their vocabulary yeah 
terms and stuff yeah or yeah on on as you know that thing i always complain about the impenetrable vocabulary of a, of a professional game and yeah mm. i don't know oh, i don't know uh i guess esports continues to have a long way to go but i, I think unionizing could be a very interesting fucking path for it to take definitely uh it's an interesting hill to die on for it but uh <laughs> it's uh yeah it's probably about time right i'd be yeah. interested in what the legal actual requirements are though like when you're broadcasting online from a location and you know full well there are people like under the age of 10 watching uh what are your responsibilities do you, why like you know do you have to have some guidelines in place for your commentators to not say the f word or something like that yeah, yeah. I don't know what those are, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move along. Moving along? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, You put the last one on. Kanye West's next album is called TurboGrafx-16. What? That's his favorite favorite game system growing up, he he tweeted. Obviously, Kanye went loony on on Twitter again. Yeah. uh, He decides to talk about how much he liked playing... um, Neo Geo and uh, Spy Hunter and shit like that. So uh, that's basically it. Can What's you... his latest album like? Uh, I was uh, I've been listening to it a fair bit. I can't stand the first half, uh, but I think the second half's really good. Pretty much everything from FML, which has the weekend on it, uh, onwards is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the first half is, I think, it's hot garbage. Uh, he spends way too much time trying to sing. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. Does he spend any time uh, <laughs> pushing buttons on a little keyboard thing, playing samples over and over and over, like cha 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 cha? He might actually. There is one song uh, in there that he freestyles on, and uh, when I when I say freestyle, I mean he actually makes makes it up as he goes. And yeah. It's terrible. Um, yeah, that one's terrible. I like the whole release of the Life of Pablo has just been fucking surreal. It really does seem like it's not finished, and he's still patching it and shit. It's just yeah, odd. yeah. Um, <laughs> Day one patch. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. We got some emails though. Should we talk some emails? I guess so. Super hot. Do you not want to, Luke? Yeah, we can do it. All right. Drew writes in. And Drew Drew, Drew might get to dictate this because he's going to rule us all in fucking fantasy basketball soon. He writes in, NBA fantasy. Hey, Gap. Good luck in the now underway finals. It's the playoffs, doofus. Uh, Hope to be kicking your asses soon. He's written assess soon. Uh, The season has been good. The shorter length has helped, I think. A lot less of focus all around. Why would... Oh, a lot less loss of focus all around. Uh, not sure what will encourage more trading, but maybe we could look at decre- decreasing the roster size and the number of utility sites. I would suggest the following. A point guard, shooting guard, a small forward, a point, uh, power forward, a center, a utility. So you've got six. 
plus a bench, a bench, a bench, a bench, a bench. That's crazy. You're fucking nuts. Yeah, this is nuts. What, this is just complete stop reading here. fucking insanity. Uh, so ideally, you would have one of each position and one backup of each position and one random other. Multi-positional players are more valuable, giving you much more f- lineup flexibility. Uh, with the limited numbers and more restrictive positions, we could more often create situations where you would be eager to trade a position you are deeper in for a position you lack depth in. For example, I have three quality power forward eligible players and I, I and my one good point guard goes down for four weeks. I trade one of my power forwards to Job, who lacks power forwards, but has two excellent point guards. Anyway, maybe something for you and Luke to argue about. There's no argument here, Drew. We're arguing you're fucking bananas. But you're like, this is crazy. Like, we're going 15 players, having maybe six. You're <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, we like to draft for two hours. What are you talking about? Yeah, like we need we need this. Okay, uh, and like, how would I be able to stream if I only have fucking six players on my team? I'd never be able to drop shit players because all my players would be like sweet. Yeah, they'd all, all be... Uh, You're killing me, Drew. What's going on? I think uh, we, we maybe start looking at locking more positions down. Like, I think we're running four centers as max. Maybe yep. we start looking at running three centers as max. Right. That sort of stuff maybe is an area we can look at. I, I don't know. I, what if we got like a... Isn't there like an injury report slot? Why don't we get one of those? Because then you can trade injured players. And it's not a complete waste of someone's time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I have to look. Anyway, another email. Kevin writes in. Uh, something, he writes. <laughs> something. Nice. So, it's been a long time since I've written in. Almost as long as it took me to catch up in podcasts. I'll just talk about Siege like I planned to when I first heard you guys playing this game. First question, what role do you all typically take when playing in a group of five? I'm the type of person who plays everything and fills whatever role is needed. Depending on what five we have, I change around, but I do prefer if I can snipe or be the first man in. An entry fragger, as some people may say. That's the first question. What do you play, Luke? Uh, On defense, usually roam. Yep. Um, You like to roam. On offense... Depending on the map, like if it's plain, I'll go uh, sniper to yeah, you just go. try and rage quit a couple people. Yep. Um, but that's really the only map I go sniper on. Everything else is just um, you're pretty much point, aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah, you got to be up up close to the front as yeah. Well. Usually the first one or one of the first couple in. Uh, yeah, usually thermite or um, who else do I play a lot? If I can, I'll get fuse. But Job usually type likes fuse. Yeah, I, I I think Fuse is good. He's slow, but because of his odd utility, he makes a really good flanker. I prefer to flank on attack, so I'll go Sledge or Fuse or Ash if I can. Uh, and on uh, defense, I will always stay on top of the point uh, or as close to the point as I can. I hate... Uh, it when we lose a fucking point to someone completing an objective, it drives me bananas. Uh, but it also lets me maintain my traps and stuff. Um, yeah, so that would be that. What about you, Jung? Do you have a preference? You don't really play the game enough. No, I don't really know enough about it. You gotta play more. Sure. Um, second question Do you have any particular tactic or strategy you like to pull off on either side? Attacking or defense, 
which requires a change in playstyle. For example, I'll si sometimes pick a shotgun to use because I don't want to use my nitro cell on defense, defense to blow open places to drop down. Totally not because frost shotgun is stupid good or anything. Uh, man, I uh, I love I love the cheeky flank when you drop down through the floor, like blow blow open a um, trapdoor, drop down and, and run up around behind them. Especially with frost shotgun because you can f own people, you can destroy people with it. Uh, I'd say uh, if I had a different tactic, it would be. Uh, on uh, attack, it'd be our Monty cheeky plant. It's one of my favorite things. When you are uh, just Monty up, you get the Monty all the way up. You have two people on either side of him, and you've got your diffuser in behind the Monty, and you sort of march into the door. You plant at the very edge of the the plant limit uh, with Monty blocking all incoming fire. And then you back out slowly and uh, just wait for them to fail to be able to defuse the fucking bomb or defuse to stop the diffuser. I think it's a fucking hilarious tactic uh, and people get salty as fuck about it. Nobody likes it. It's hilarious. Luke? Yeah. I, I, what was the question? Good stuff. Good stuff. I was trying to log into my Uplay account. I can't fucking know the password. Classic. Uh, do oh, you have what's a going on? An alternative tactic that you like to pull off that requires a dramatic change in your playstyle, apart from Glaz, I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like the uh, the shield bullshit that we sometimes do. It's kind of fun. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twitch. Let's go with Twitch. Good one. Yeah. Good answer, Luke. Thanks for being here. Although I haven't, yeah, I haven't played much Twitch at all. Like. It was a good troll hero at the start, but yeah. that's been pretty much about it. Um, I, I generally like making a lot of noise and taking out walls and causing a bit of confusion as to where the people should be, Yeah, um, which is usually why I'll go Thermite or Ash or something like that because you can do quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Some havoc. Yeah. I've never... I still haven't gotten a kill from below. Every time I gear up to go to a proper kill from below, mm -hmm. uh, it, like the other team will invariably be on the lowest possible level on the map. I'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm, like we're in fucking Oregon. I'm going to shoot up through the wall, uh, floor while they're in the bar and yeah. exploit them. And then we'll like, they'll spend the entire time in the underground area. Yeah. It's very annoying. Anyway, that's all. Thanks very much for writing in, Kevin and Drew. Yep. Uh, the GA podcast at gmail.com. That is correct, yes. Um, that's it for this week, isn't it? Yeah, we've got our giveaway still, right? Uh, yeah, we're still we're still doing our giveaway. Um, so what you need to do is email in 25 words or less. 50. 50 words or less. Oh, you opt it. I do. Uh, 50 words or less. Uh, what game franchise that isn't already Lego would make a good Lego set, not Lego game, Lego set. Uh, Kevin suggested Diablo 3. It was pretty good. Okay. Mm. But he said don't send him the prize because he lives in the States. Um, fair enough. I'm pretty confident, Kevin, thinking you already won, buddy. But, uh, 
also you did it in the middle of your other email and so yeah like too many te- words. technically too many words ridiculous and, and you have to send us your twitter account that's true. You have to and follow us on Twitter and, and put your Twitter in there. Um, but um, yeah, so make sure you do that. Just jump in. You can't like you can't hurt. Uh, you might win a cool uh, Plantronics headset. Yep, Rig Five Hundred headset. So that's cool. Uh, and yeah, that's it. That is the Dark Souls show. Yes, Yay. it is. Three and three hours and a bit. Yes. Dark Souls 3, three hours. Ah, Dark Souls 3 hours. Oh, and we're only allowed to play the game for three hours. Confirmed. For five. Um, what's going on this week? What do you got, Jung? You got anything around the place? Oh, no, not much. Got some stuff from Game Informer coming up. Cool. But uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Cool. Luke? Uh, Survivor.com, which I will have my preview up for Dark Souls 3. That goes live in a couple hours from now. Um, So you'll be able to visit that once it's done. Cool. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I uh, have some YouTube videos going up of Dark Souls. So uh, that will be up in a couple of hours. Uh, I'll no doubt link to you to that on the Facebooks uh, or on my Twitter which is twitter.com slash jojo, And you are Luke. Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. And Jungy Jung. Uh, the Junglist. Cool. Uh, that's about it. That is it. I'm going away next week. Are you? Yep. Bye. See ya. No, no, I'm going away next week. <laughs> okay. Bye. Uh, See ya. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, I don't know. Away. I'm going on holiday, so okay. uh, I won't be here next week, so you'll have to work this shit out yourself. How long are you going for? Four weeks. For fuck off. Four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'd miss out on Dark Souls 3, wouldn't I? Yeah. Ooh, crazy. Um, no, I'm going for like a week and a half. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'll figure something out. You'll have to. I hear Nathan is around. He just got back, didn't he? He did. Yeah, you can talk to him about No Man's Sky. There you go. We, yeah. may, we may do that. Cool. Okay. All right. Mr. Jung, thanks for coming along. No Cheers. worries. Tin can. Yeah. Yay. You too, Job. Oh, yeah. You're a tin can. <laughs> See you in a couple weeks. Oh, bye. See ya. was good yeah i'm gonna fucking start uploading my videos yeah yep. do yeah i need to go add images and shit to mine Woo! yeah i need to figure out my fucking password is this you play account lol i think that's not good password one yeah it's not that oh password two spelled j-u-a-n oh, oh that's what I, i'm done that's it yeah. you know what i'm <laughs> fucking done <laughs> i'm out